The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Wow, a uh, explosive and powerful day yesterday with the summit in Helsinki between President Trump and Vladimir Putin of Russia. Powerful, powerful, and lots of—I mean, the social media comments on oh, the yeah. stuff talking about Russian collusion. And here it is on this Tuesday, July 17th in the year of our Lord, 2018. I offer you definitive proof now of presidential collusion with Russia and Putin. I have definitive. You do? This is, this is not a joke. This is definitive proof of presidential collusion with Russia and Putin. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson has that exclusive. It's not exclusive, gun. but I have it. My last election. That was March of 2012. President Obama meeting with then Russian President Medvedev. Remember they did that whole thing where Putin became prime minister or whatever for a short while. That was a little chess match that they were playing with politics. That was President Obama colluding. Yeah. Saying... Hey, tell him to just give me some more time. Back off. I'll have more flexibility after the election. This is my last one. This is my last one. Just let me get through this and then, well, whatever. Now, that was specifically talking about a NATO defense, uh, missile defense system that had been kind of a sticking point in negotiations between our two countries. And Obama says, give me more time to deal with it. I'll be in a better political position. Medvedev says he'll pass it along to Putin. The quote is, and the audio is a little tricky to hear. Uh, I'll play it again for you in just one second. This is my last election. After my election, I'll have more flexibility. Medvedev says, I will transmit this information to Vladimir. Listen. My last election, please. Yeah. After my election, I have more flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I transmit this information to Vladimir. At the time, I discussed that. I said how odd it is, or was at the time, and it was just brushed off. Now, these same people are melting down because of Russian collusion. Let's start from the beginning and give the short version of Russian collusion. Yes, Russia has meddled in our election. Elections. They've never stopped. To what degree now? Is it more significant? Yeah. The last presidential election, were they putting out a lot of uh, misinformation, disinformation, information that would influence? Of course. They've never stopped. This is KGB Tactics 101, and Vlad was a member of the KGB. I've stressed before that this goes back to World War II, at least since World War II. When we were playing the spy games back and forth, the Cold War, the Cold War didn't really end when it came to uh, Russian KGB tactics and our spying on one another. They just changed a bit. It was no longer the Cold War standoff. The world evolved. Our relationship evolved. 
and we have a lot of the same tactics. Since World War II, Russia has been doing everything they can to take America down. And we have been as well, theoretically. But things like, and I've mentioned this many times because it is so important to understand, Russian meddling in the Middle East in order to give us another foe to fight. This is, you go back to uh, the, the art of war and, and say, you know, some of these tactics like, hey, if our enemy is busy fighting somebody else, we can do what we want or it's easier for us to take them down. We gang up on them. All of these concepts. And that's what they did. They gave us another thing to worry about in the Middle East. Not only did they constantly work to destabilize the Middle East, they told them the whole time, it's America's fault. America's working against you. Look at it. They side with the Jews. This thousands of year old debate between you and the Jews and they're siding with the Jews. You know who your friends are. It's not America. And they kept doing this over and over. Back in the 70s and 80s, we had to worry about hijacking from Middle East terrorists. And then that went away for a long time. And then we had to worry about hijacking again, but it was no longer they're going to hijack it and fly it to Beirut or someplace. They're going to hijack it and fly it into buildings. It's the same thing. Russia has been doing this forever. So this should be, ho, ho, what's this? They meddled in our election. We also know Hillary and her ilk have uh, colluded with Russia to do various things. Was it Putin? We don't know. But we know they certainly had interest. The, the, uh, the Clinton campaign, the um, Clinton Foundation, rather, the Clinton Foundation, and Uranium One and Hillary as Secretary of State. And it looks like Trump's people have some questionable dealings as well. Where are the smoking guns? Where is it? The summit in Helsinki yesterday, as so many people are calling outrageous, you've got all the usual leftists out there calling it treason. You've got uh, people on the right that are still progressives like the John McCain's and the Lindsey Graham's melting down, saying this was the worst example of a president in a summit that they've ever seen. It was treasonous, uh, calling out America's intelligence community, just down, down the list. I watched a good chunk of it. I went back and watched because I didn't have the ability to watch it while it was playing out live. I didn't see all of it. I, um, I thought it was odd. Trump seemed weak. It seemed as though this entire thing was just to uh, help Trump's image. This whole summit, the whole purpose for it was they never really said it was U.S.-Russian relations. Okay, that's a good thing, and you want to negotiate, you want to have good diplomacy, but it wasn't as obvious as North Korea. What's our goal in North Korea? Get rid of the threat. Nuclear weapons, get rid of them. It's pretty basic. When it comes to Trump in, in this Helsinki summit, uh, what, what were you doing? What's the purpose? It seems and is probably primarily to help Trump's image with this Russian collusion. I can understand a little bit of that in that... This has been a nonstop talking point of the left, and it has hurt Trump's administration. Yeah, they, they may be doing it specifically to hurt his administration so they can elect Democrats this fall and then two years from now. But it's also hurting his ability to govern and get things done. How much? That's up for debate. So I'm admitting this summit was odd at best, that Trump was weak 
it seemed like he was Putin's lapdog at times. Isn't that you remember the uh, Warner Brothers cartoon with Spike the big bulldog? Dum, 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 and the little dog Chester. Hey, how you yeah. doing, Spike? Spike's my friend. Hey, you want to play ball, Spike? Nah. I know. <laughs> hey, 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 Spike, you, you want we should find a cat and beat him up? Cat? You know where there's a cat? <laughs> that, that's what it seemed like. That's who they were. But it's not proof of Russian collusion. The very thing that everybody's screaming against. Did you have an opportunity to watch any of it? I watched some of it. Um, <clears throat> Trump tweeted out like a link to it, so I watched it. It was very interesting to see. Um, but then again, I really don't care. I'm at that point with that. I, I just don't care about this. It's hard to wade through the waters of the waters, the piles of crap. Yeah. In order to get to the heart of this stuff, there's like, so much extra BS now. Like if there was actual collusion, <clears throat> I would not know because I don't care anymore. It has beaten down to me. Oh, collusion, collusion. No, there's no collusion here. Get to the meat. Show me something. What's going on, right? Show me that piece of paper that said, uh, I colluded with Russia in order to have Clinton lose the election. Show me that. Right. Give me, give me anywhere near it. Give me a nugget that proves it. I mean, the last couple of weeks, we've waded through some of this and sifted through and gotten rid of all the outside stuff to try to help get to the heart of it. Last night in the news and why it matters, um, I, I realized even more what's going on is politics. This is, let me boil it down even more, the election. Yeah. I mean, was there something there? Maybe. Investigate. Keep investigating. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm not saying not. I'm not a Trump defender or apologist. Don't investigate. It's only Hillary. Investigate Hillary as well. There's more crap there. We know. It's not that. It's this stuff. The, the outrage. The pundits. Well, Rachel Maddow and Chris Hayes, let me tell you on MSNBC how outrageous Trump was. Oh, my gosh. Republicans are coming out against him. John McCain wrote a scathing piece. Lindsey Graham, hi, y'all, was scathing in his rebuke of Trump's summit as well. They're, they're, oh, my God. Guys, there's nothing new today versus two days ago with this. Trump looked weak. Yep. It seemed like this was a setup. Okay, that's not proof. I can offer what could be a reason behind yesterday's summit. Okay. As far as the way it played out, mm -hmm. odd, Trump being weak, whatever. Negotiations. It's not that far of a stretch to say what Trump was doing, in addition to trying to help his image, <clears throat> was negotiating. What mm. do we know about Trump? Yeah. Love him, hate him, think he's evil, dumb, whatever. You know he's a negotiator. Yeah, and he's actually pretty good at it, right? Yeah. He knows He knows the game. How does he negotiate? <laughs> Do you negotiate when you're trying to get something out of somebody by calling them names, no. uh, threatening, whatever? You play right. safe. He plays extremes. When he's with them and he wants, oh, this guy's good. Let me, guys, good old boy. Love this guy. I'm sure. Apology, apology. He called, he called uh, Kim Jong-un rocket man and all of that stuff. But they get together and it's all, let me shake your hand he's and whatever. He's a good dictator. Right, right. That's what it he was. He cares for his people. Which I hate. The guy's an abomination and so is Putin. These guys are evil. They're horrible people yeah. in what they've done. I understand playing people. Yeah. Is that what he's doing? I don't yeah. know. We, 
the end of the day, have no proof. I have a montage of uh, the summit yesterday trying to edit some of this stuff down so you can get the finer points so you don't have to sit through all of it. Because on top of all the other crap, then you have to listen to the... I believe that the president, Donald J. Trump, would uh, not do anything but to protect the United... You're listening on the with the translation. It's like, oh my God, so many words. <laughs> anyway, so I have edited down for some of the um, highlights, lowlights, whatever you want to call them, just so you can understand it and at least get some of the information before your ears start to bleed. Okay, here's, uh, here's the clip. Today's meeting, I addressed directly with President Putin the issue of Russian interference in our elections. I felt this was a message best delivered in person. Spent a great deal of time talking about it. And President Putin may very well want to address it. And very strongly, because he feels very strongly about it. And he has an interesting idea. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Hold on. So while he's speaking, which Putin had already spoken, and then Trump speaks, and he's like, and as far as collusion... Um, he has some strong feelings about it and an idea that he's going to share. Complete setup. How obvious is that? Yeah. See, if Putin had just randomly, uh, I have an idea about collusion. It did not happen. Right? I mean, you yeah. go, okay, but when Trump does that, it's like he has an idea he's going to share. Complete setup. You know that's what was going on here. Agreed. Agreed. All right, a little bit more. Would you now with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016, and would you warn him to never do it again? All I can do is ask the question. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me, and some others, they said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. And what he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer. Okay, hold the on. Pro- your, your thought. I your think that was, it was, a, he should have said more like, yes, it was Germany, uh, Russia, but he, he weaked out on that. Is, is, is he... Is this negotiating Trump? Is this Trump trying to uh, put away any concerns in America or dispel any rumors about him colluding? Uh, Was this him just being weak and going, no, no, I believe that, Vlad. He's a swell guy. Is this, I looked into Pootie Poot's eyes. He could tell he's a good guy. He's a good character. He's not evil. He's swell. (laughs) Which which was it? What's his... Uh. I think he was trying to change people's mind. I, I like, think that's what he's doing on that one. It was not. Hey, and because another thing too, um, I don't know if you have this clip or not, but when they asked this to Putin, they throw it to Putin. Putin was like, you know, I don't give a crap. Basically, I don't give a crap about. It. I'm being used because of your election, and I actually believe that. I believe what Putin said that this whole thing is being used in order to like use it as a political gain. Oh, without question. It's being used by the Republicans and by Trump yes. as well. Yes. I mean, they have. I mean, everybody is using this. Uh, but Putin also is involved. <laughs> I mean, there's no question. He absolutely has tried to be involved and has been involved. I said this. 
The Russian meddling in everything goes back forever. It's just a matter of how much. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we're not discussing, though, in this whole idea of Russian collusion is incompetence. We, we talk about collusion because that shows a willingness to do something wrong. This is somebody colluded for personal gain, right? I, as Trump, am going to collude. I, working for Trump, am going to work with them something. I, Hillary, or I, somebody who works for Hillary, wants Hillary elected, will do these things, will do deals with Russia, something that may be illegal in order to get. Okay, fine. What about incompetence? incompetence for the previous eight years in saying, let's make sure this stuff can't happen. Have we forgotten about that? What set up their ability, right? Our intelligence community, I don't know if they do a good job or not. Everyone said Trump's attacks the intelligence. I don't know. Maybe they do an amazing job. Maybe they do a horrible job. We're not around this stuff. We don't know. Here's what we do know. For eight years, maybe the eight years before that, maybe for decades, if they were able to pull this off, it could also be incompetence. So those 20 years of people at the presidential helm, members of Congress, how come we hadn't set up a better security system to dispel Russian propaganda? I mean, we like to believe that when it comes to hacking our um, election booths, and equipment that they couldn't do that. Maybe they can. Did it get to that level? What would we be saying if it was specifically, we have proof or belief that Russia had hacked into some of those voting machines, which we've had rumors about that, but that hasn't been the front of this. Um, okay, what would we be saying? We wouldn't be talking about collusion. We'd be talking about Russia doing something yep. wrong and incompetence because we didn't stave that stuff off. Yep. Okay, what about the incompetence factor? Here's a little more is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart. It's kept us separated. There was no collusion at all. Uh, everybody knows it. As to who is to be believed and who is not to be believed, you can trust no one if you, if you take this. Where did you get this idea that President Trump trusts me or I trust him? He defends the interests of the United States of America, and I do defend the interests of the Russian Federation. We should be guided by facts. Could you name a single fact that would definitively prove the collusion? This is utter nonsense. What happened okay, to Okay, hold on a second, hold on a second. Uh, he, he's right, I'll give him that. You're yeah, right. he's absolutely right. But that's, of course, what you would say if you're a criminal. And that is You true. know, they don't have anything. That's exactly <laughs> what you do. Yeah. And one more point on this before I get a break in, and then we'll, we'll share some of your thoughts via the Twitter. Imagine Trump is this mastermind, that he's able to collude like this, right? That he's, he's able to pull all of these things off that the left would have you believe, right? This goes back to 1987. He's been a Russian sleeper cell. Yet at the same time, they tell you how dumb he is. Yeah. How are you able to pull those things off? And he's able to do all of these things, but he would only do it selfishly and not be working on behalf of the United States. Yeah. These things just don't add up. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. 
only on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. What happened to the servers of the Pakistani gentleman that worked on the DNC? Where are those servers? They're missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary Clinton's emails? 33,000 emails, gone, just gone. I think in Russia they wouldn't be gone so easily. I think it's a disgrace. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on one second. Um, Trump is absolutely right when he said that about that. That's yes. a major concern. Yes. If you are on the left and arguing against Trump and your concerns over collusion and what he did, fine. If you're not bringing up the Hillary thing, you're simply a shill. And you know that. You know you're an apologist. And the same thing on the right. You know you're an apologist. Trump is right about that. The problem is... The timing of it, he answered uh, a question about his collusion with Hillary. And it's like, uh, I didn't, but look at her. It's classic misdirection on this stuff. I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying that's the problem with it. It came across. And by the way, defend Russia and say, I don't think they disappear in Russia. Come on. You mean because they're a totalitarian state because the government (laughs) spies on people? That's a good thing? That's horrible. Yeah. That's a bad example. Yeah. Uh, we could learn something from Russia here. We just need uh, to spy more on people. Yeah. Careful what you wish for yes. in your defense of certain people. A little more from them. Government have any compromising material on President Trump or his family? Translation going to him. <laughs> and then I called him a competitor, and a good competitor he is. Uh, and I think. The word competitor is a, uh, it's a compliment. Uh, I think that uh, we will be competing when you talk about the pipeline. I'm not sure necessarily that uh, it's in the best interests of Germany or not, but that was a decision that they made. I okay. believe that Russia is a democratic... Right, that's enough. That's a basic idea. Whatever. But <laughs> that's all I can take this morning. All right, get your tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. If you're worried about things a little bit closer to home, things like maybe your finances, I got an idea on how you could probably bring in some side cash pretty quick, and that is uh, become an Earthwater affiliate. It's a great product. It's easy to tell people about. It's got a lot of different angles, and it's really healthy for you, too. It's something that you probably use. If you haven't, I don't know what you've been waiting for. But this is an opportunity for you to become a brand ambassador. And what this really means, boil it all down when you hear direct market model and all these different things or similar type of models that you've seen in the past. Uh, It comes down to this. You can make a 40% weekly commission on anything sold through you. You know, people can go and buy Earthwater other places, but if they buy through you, they'll get a discount. And that's what you tell people, which is true. And you simply say, hey, ma, pa, cousins, uh, spouse, kids, relatives, friends, coworkers, whatever. There's this great product called Earthwater. It's healthy for you. And you can even save money if you buy through me. If you buy, would you just use my direct, uh, my ID, yep. my uh, unique ID? That's it. And then they go, oh, it was Chris Cruz who told them about it, or Doc Thompson, or you, or whoever. 
people buy it and you get a 40% weekly commission. You don't have to ship the stuff out. It's all done free shipping and handling via Amazon. Uh, there's no monthly minimum, no auto ship required, anything like that. It's an incredibly easy turnkey business opportunity. It pays 40% commission. This could be big money. It could be just a little side cash for you. Just go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. It's pretty simple. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. And I'll tweet out a link to it. We haven't sent that out in a while. Probably should do that. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Kathy DeBurr is saying, hmm, Trump is playing Putin like a fiddle or an accordion. <laughs> you think it's one or the other? One or the other. Jacko Angry Beaver saying maybe this isn't a Russia issue. Maybe it was 12 Russians hired by Democrats and are being thrown under the bus because they failed. It was clearly part of it. Yeah. There's no question that was part of it. Yep. I mean, the Democrats, we know that. Yeah. Uh, Justice Sleeve saying, I bet Trump was very presidential and told Putin to wait until after the election <laughs> when he'll be more flexible. I get more flexibility in 2021. <laughs> The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. All right, uh, moving on to some of your tweets. The hashtag we're looking for is what I learned today. And the, uh, of course, uh, handles at Doc Thompson showing it real Chris Cruz. Please follow us there as well. Uh, Sean in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. This was Trump carrying the water for Putin. His ego gets in the way of action. He needs to separate the collusion piece. Yeah, it's funny. I really think it's all of this stuff. I think mm, the majority, let's say 60% off the top of my head, 60% of the stuff that people are saying on the left about this is probably pretty close to accurate. Not the extreme Russian sleeper cell colluding. He was none of that stuff. But the, hey, playing footsie with them, whatever, probably true. But I also think it's probably about that on... Uh, People on the right claiming Hillary and some of the other defenses. I think it's probably most of what you're seeing here, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, You have TMB Saddletram saying, what happened to the DNC servers and Clinton emails? They are in Siberia, safe and sound. Safe and sound. They're going to be here for safekeeping. (laughs) I think they're in um, like a wooden pallet box (laughs) in the warehouse where the Ark of the Covenant is held to. Oh, hello. In a very safe place. Nice. Uh, Lord D saying, all this collusion talk when I wake up for the collusion, for the collision of common sense and comedy. I think there was a little common sense in there. Was there? And a touch of comedy. Uh, Not as much as maybe you'd hope. Can we like. Turn it up. I've got an idea. Okay. How about I share a gem with you that uh, I had missed, and then that Glenn Beck guy told me about it yesterday. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Okay. I'm still not 100% convinced it's not a joke. Okay. I'm about 99, but when I share this with you, 
Well, I'll just let it speak for itself. <laughs> okay. Do you remember the Chris Hayes clip last week Chris with Hayes, the guy Chris from Hayes. New York Magazine? Oh, yes, yes. The, the guy um, who said it's sleeper? unlikely that Trump is a sleeper cell from 1987, that he went to Russia and was radicalized and became a Russian operative. But high it's impact. Unlike, it's highly un- improbable. Yeah. Is that what it was? Not improbable, but it was. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways, highly unlikely, yeah. but it would be such a big story yes. that we got to talk about it's a big it. big impact, yes. That's like. Okay, it's unlikely that a meteor is going to hit the Earth today and split it in two. But Highly unlikely. But it's such an amazing story. If it did, we got to talk yes. about it. That's not news. That's Alex Jones. That's conspiracy. That's Art Bell. That's crazy is what it is. Yep. We talked about it. The HuffPo managed to trump that and take it. <laughs> it like even Chris Hayes is, should today be going, damn Huffington Post. That's disgraceful. Even the guy from New York Magazine was like, oh, even I wouldn't go there. This is the tweet. Okay. Oh, it's a tweet. Okay. It was a tweet of a story. Okay. That was okay. a non-story. But let me share this, the tweet with you. And I am not, I swear this is, I looked it up last night. Here it goes. A tape might exist of Trump doing something in an elevator. Again, this is the Huffington Post news. Okay, that's horrible right there. Maybe they're going to bring it back. But we have proof of this other blah, blah, blah. That would be bad enough. But they don't. It gets worse. Let me start again. A tape might exist of Trump doing something in an elevator. Though exactly where that somewhere is and what that something might be, no one in the news can say. That's because no one in media seems to have seen the tape or is even confident it exists. What? That's the end of it. That's their, the headline for their story, the, the tweet. A tape might exist of Trump doing something in an elevator, though exactly where that somewhere is and what that something might be, no one in the media can say. That's because no one in media seems to have seen the tape or even confident it exists. Then why do you bring it up? There's another way to write that headline much shorter. Okay. And it's some people uh, have a conspiracy ta- a theory about a missing tape. They, they could say that. There's a, a current leftist conspiracy about a tape that's you know not been proven to exist. That's what it is. But they didn't. They twisted it. In order to make it still seem like this tape exists to perpetuate this conspiracy theory. Yeah, there may be a tape. There could be a tape of Donald Trump breaking bread with Putin, carving up this whole uh, country and the idea of how he's going to collude and take Hillary down. It could be one of Donald Trump uh, raping a Shetland pony on the horse, It uh, on the elevator. It could be anything. Yeah. But until then, it's just a theory. There's, no, there's nothing to even support it. This whole thing goes back to a Daily Beast article um, about the Donald Trump elevator tape. This goes back a while. The elevator there tape. There was an elevator tape? Because no. I know there was a bus. And then no, there, were... there was not an elevator tape. So there was no elevator tape. It has not been proven to exist other than claims that exist. Hmm. Okay. They ran a story about the possibility of this elevator tape that Donald Trump did something. And I don't know if they went into specifics, but he did something inappropriate in an elevator. 
Okay. And there's supposedly videotape, I guess, from the security footage inside the elevator or something. Okay. They floated this out there, likely to influence the election. Yes. Okay. And remember, of course, we had audio tapes of, I just grab them right there by the... By the P word, I just grab him and did, ah, you're so funny from, was it that Bush guy, right? Yeah, the Bush guy, yeah. And uh, so this seemed legit, like, oh my gosh, this is coming out, but it never came out. There no. was never any tape. Yep. And they've chased this tape over and over. And then the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the AP and others all sent reporters out to try to find this tape. Makes sense. You're going to investigate, yes. right, try to get it. But none of them said, "Wow, we've put all this in inform- uh, all these uh, money and resources into finding out if this exists, and we never found anything." You know, let's just go ahead and assume there's nothing there. The Obama birth certificate, it seemed plausible that he was not born in this country. Yep. But even after they didn't put out his birth certificate, it took them years to offer it up. At some point, you got to say, and I said on the air over and over, there's no smoking gun. You know the RNC and every Republican out there and right-wing media source was out there trying to find his real birth certificate from Kenya or proof that he was not born in the U.S. It was never proven. And within a very short amount of time, a few months, you got to say there's nothing here and move on. If you still want to investigate, fine. Keep going, yeah. But you start with... It's not been proven. Let's move on until you can prove it. Now, there was more about him, and it was more about him getting back into the country and what shady ways did he get back in that they never talked about. It was just the left saying, oh, you just go into your birth or going after his birth certificate. No, that's not it. But even that, let's just move on. How come they haven't moved on? Instead, it got worse. You have Tom Arnold out there saying, um, the actor. The actor. I'm sorry. The who has claimed that he has this tape or maybe even another tape. Yeah. He's talked about it. He swore he was going to let this thing go. He was going to put it out there in the media. He never did. Even got a special. Right. So that was two years now. We're talking almost two years of him with this tape, right? Nothing. Now he's got a special. Where does that air? I think it's Vice. Vice? I think it was Vice. Yeah, I think that is right now. I think it's Vice. Um, on Vice. They give him a show that is centered around this tape. They show the promos of him with the string on the board. <laughs> the connecting the string with push pins. Here's Trump, here's Putin, and all this spider web of, of yarn. There's nothing to it. I mean, Alex Jones has got to be like, oh my God, these people are crackpots. <laughs> yeah. They're just conspiracy theorists. <laughs> That's how nuts it is. And still, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. They've even uh, run um, uh, stories about TMZ's founder, Harvey Levin. Okay. Levin. Yep. I don't know what it is. Levin. Uh, and Trump. And how he may have been known some of this. He's been a friend of Trump's. And the stories surround that, no, no, this and possibly other tapes or proof exist. And people were paid off. And all of the Tom Arnold type stories end up like this. Okay, there was a guy who had it. He has the tape. Okay. And he was going to let it go. But then they got to him. They paid him off. They paid him off. Or they kill him off. Right. No, it's always paid off. (laughs) They're like this. Um, Okay. Someone was going to release the tape. And we were supposed to meet with them in level three of the parking garage, which is the orange level, by the way. 
<laughs> we're going to meet them. And they agreed to do this. And so-and-so knew somebody that was going to know. And they, they're they the ones who set this up. And it was a guy who knew somebody who saw Ferris Bueller pass out at 31 Flavors. And we're going to up. And now they won't give the tape. Now they won't Aww. even talk about it. And the question of some numbers have been thrown around with. I, I don't know if this was the elevator tape or one of the other ones that supposedly exists. Of $20 million payoff to somebody. This has been going on and on. There's another. Uh, some of the other tapes is the N-word tape. Oh. So you have the elevator tape. The elevator tape. Then you have the N-word tape. Okay. Where Trump supposedly is like, N-word this and okay. N-word that. I mean, like he's a rap star. Like he's Eminem. Right. <laughs> and then there's the PP tape. Oh, yes. That's the Russian one, This right? is the Russian. Yep. Um, In the dossier. The dossier, steel, and uh, Cambridge Analytica and all of this where they have a tape mm. of Trump liking the golden showers. Yes. Possibly getting a golden shower. All of this. It's three tapes. At least. Where is it? And this is what continues to circle out there. And the Huffington Post puts, again, let me share, because now you know about the tapes, Okay. Right? <clears throat> A tape might exist of Trump doing something in an elevator, <laughs> though exactly where that somewhere is and what that something might be, no one in the media can say. That's because no one in the media seems to have seen the tape or even confident it exists. Why? What that means is you don't have a story. Yep. No one in the media is even confident any of these tapes exist. None of them. No one has seen it, the HuffPo admits. Yes, a tape might exist. It might. They admit in this. No one. This is their words. No one in the media. No one. That's not very few. That's not some people. No one in the media, by their words, seems to have seen the tape or is even confident that it exists. That's that's their their words, mm -hmm. but they still led with a tape might exist of Trump doing something in an elevator. You could say that about anybody. <clears throat> you could literally say that about anybody. Hey, there's a tape about Doc Thompson out there. Nobody's seen it. Yes, by the way, there there's probably a is a tape. I'm not even saying it might. There probably is a tape somewhere of me doing something in an elevator. Oh yeah. Because if you have if any security guards that's going through footage, you're like, oh my gosh, look at this guy picking his nose. <laughs> or whatever. Right? I mean <laughs> those Vegas um elevators. I'm just hoping they don't keep the security tapes that long. <laughs> Why are you going for they something? They don't go back to the nineties. That's all I'm saying. You going saying. for something? No, I'm just saying I lived in the night. I lived in Vegas a couple of years in the night. I know that's there. why I said Vegas. There may be there? pictures somewhere of something. <laughs> There's a whole there was there was a party back in the day. Oh my gosh. And the ex-girlfriend, I'll never forgive her for that. <clears throat> she got me uh, down a pigeonhole. Whoa, hello. No, I mean uh I couldn't back out. She painted oh, me into okay, a corner. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, she painted me into a corner about something. It was kind of a truth or dare type thing. Not oh. even a, No, it wasn't even a truth or dare. It was just a dare type dare. of thing. <laughs> dare. I dare. I had you. a couple of drinks in me and then uh, I was trying to excuse my way out and use her as an excuse. <laughs> that uh she was like, "No, no, I'm cool with that." Cool. I was like, "Son of a biscuit eater." Anyways, so yes. But how do you write something? This is a joke. This is hilarious. Yeah. By the way, um, a tape might exist 
of Glenn Beck doing something around the office here. <laughs> something. Though exactly where in the office that something happened or what that something might be, no one around here can say. No. And that's because no one here has, uh, has seen, seen the footage and no one is even confident it exists. No. Absolutely right. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, a tape may exist of management at the Huffington Post being engaged in a bizarre sex ritual consisting of Shetland ponies, small woodland creatures, Mm. and statues of Donald Trump. Mm. Though exactly where those things are and what those things may be, um, no one in the media can say. Mm. And that's because no one is confident that 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 actually exists um, and no one has ever seen any proof of that. Mm. So, but it's possible Huffington mm. Post could be there. Mm. What would what would the Huffington Post do and say if I led with something like that about Ariana Huffington? Although I don't know if she's involved in the HuffPo that much anymore, or whoever runs that uh, that rag. Yeah, what they say? Mm. What would MSNBC say if I said this about Hillary? Yeah, what would they say? They'd be going, "This is ridiculous." What would the Young Turks be saying? If, if, if Glenn Beck, who has been a favorite target of theirs over yes. the years, if Glenn Beck had led with something like that and did a show, a segment on Hillary Clinton, anytime we've done anything about Hillary Clinton that is questionable, like... Um, Killing people off? Well, no, let's do something even less volatile, something like her involvement with Uranium One, oh, which is proven. Clinton cash, yeah. Right. The Clinton Foundation, they had involvement with Uranium One from Russia. We know this. Anytime you do, we have laid out the facts. Listen, they did have involvement with Uranium One. Boom. And then we're pretty obvious when we go, and this part is speculation. This part, uh, we don't know about this, but I wonder if. And we support then our our theory or hypothesis with facts. Here's the reason I believe it, because they also said this. It's yeah, a joke. Huffington is. Post is a joke. It's clickbait. It's 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 beyond that. It's bizarre. How do you do that? Are they sitting around at HuffPo uh, HQ, HuffPo Central going, nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. We got this. This is good. We got him. That's it. We got him. Look at what I just wrote. Impeachment. Impeachment is coming. I mean, the twists and turns in this tweet in order to get this out is amazing. Calling the the representatives and the Congress people. Impeachment. Start. Stall the ball rolling. Right. We got this. I mean, even Hank Johnson is like, damn. That's a stretch. Well, like you say, even the guy from New York Magazine, he's like, whoa, I mean, you guys H- crossed Hank the line. Hank Johnson, the guy who thinks that Guam could tip over. <laughs> Guam capsize. may tip over and capsize. <laughs> Damn, this is a stretch about Trump. <laughs> Although Sheila Jackson Lee is probably like, nailed it. Got him. You got him. Take oh. him down. Maxine, Auntie Maxine is like, we need to impeach 45 <laughs> because a tape might exist of him doing something in an you elevator. I actually do believe that from Maxine. What's I up? actually do believe that she will say that. Yes, she would. She will definitely say that. Yep, 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 she would. Uh, I don't even think uh, Sheila Jackson Lee would go that far. No, 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 but onto Maxine, yes, she would. You Maybe you, Sheila Jackson Lee. You get one of those interns, give her this story, and then spin it the right way. Well, it doesn't need any spinning. No, if they get her all like, excited about, about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's out there leading with that. What you got there? Yeah. 
What you got in your hand well, there? I got uh, so the Huffington Post just tweeted this that there might be a tape, even though they haven't mm-hmm, seen it. Mm-hmm. There might be a tape about Donald Trump out there. They there might be. Yeah. No, I mean, what's in your hand there? Oh, this. It's like oh. what you got there. Like oh, I what got are you a bomb holding? shot. Huh? Bomb shot. Bomb shot. What's that? What do you mean? Was that so the best lip bomb that you know you could find? Look at that. Is that your personal bomb this shot? This is my personal. So bomb that's shot. not a prop for the set. That oh, is, no, that no, is this is personal. actually, I was about to, you know, imp- give something, but you interrupted me. So, yes, I was about to just. Yeah. Uh, check out Balmshot at Balmshot.com. Mm. We had Wayne on and told his story. You can find uh, all the details about him and his company at Balmshot.com. It's Balm like lip balm shot, like shotgun shell. What a clever idea to put uh, Balm, lip balm, in yeah. a shotgun shell. Oh, I was going to say, it's not exactly a shotgun no. shell, but something that started or themed yes. on a shotgun shell. It's got the ridges along the outside of the case. Amy has the, it's uh, got the, the metal base. serial number. It's got the serial number at the top, which is pretty cool, the little cap part there. But the idea behind it is it doesn't open up in your pocket the same way as other lip balms will. And it kind of doesn't uh, melt inside the vehicle. It does not melt as quickly as the other stuff. And it's really quality lip balm. The other thing is it's a little more manly. Yes. Being in a shotgun shell than shell casing. You're putting this in your lips like lipstick. Right. If you exactly. want something manly like, right. hey, this is not lipstick, I mean, okay? Your, your pink one is throwing it off there a little bit. Whatever. It's not pink. You're red. Red, yes. You know, you use the... The yellow color is a little more masculine <laughs> or something like that. But they have a variety, so check them out at balmshot.com. You can find them in about 3,000 stores nationwide, yeah. but please go to balmshot.com and use the, the promo code DOC because if you do and you order six, you'll get an extra one, you'll get free shipping, and you'll get some Balmshot swag, yeah. and that is a ball cap. So ball again, cap. order six and use the promo code DOC. You'll get an extra Balmshot. You'll get uh, uh, free, shipping, free shipping, and you'll get the ball cap all at balmshot.com. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. And comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. That that commercial we're running, that promo just now for Bill O'Reilly uh, on with Glenn's program yeah, on Friday. Um, I'm not sure if you caught it. In it, he mentions Rachel Maddow's dwindling audience and said it's dropped partially because uh, the audience has gotten tired of just hearing her hate Trump, and even people that hate Trump have gotten tired of that. I would say, yeah, there's something to that. Maybe not. The majority, maybe the majority, who knows? But don't you get tired of the same blah, blah? If it's Fox News promoting George W. Bush, even when he did wrong, I got so tired of that during his eight years. Yeah, I get a couple of years in and I'm like, guys, can you hold him accountable for anything? He did a lot of bad from your so-called right-wing platform, from your so-called conservative platform. He did wrong. Hold him accountable, but it wasn't. It was yeah. just a promotional vehicle. And then <clears throat> Fox News went to Obama. I got tired of it being just automatically go with hate Obama. I mean, he didn't do a lot right, but give him his due on those few things where he acted properly. For example, all of the people right now that are um, that have been critical of Trump's handling of NATO. Okay. 
and all of the people on the right that have been supportive of how he stood up to NATO and demanded more money and stuff. Obama did that too. Obama actually did it. He, in 2016, he met with NATO and demanded that they pay more. Yeah. Uh, where People on the right going, wow, Obama got that one right. He didn't get much right, but he got it. Whereas people on the left going, oh, he did that too? Well, we're going to criticize him then. How dare you do that to our allies? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get tired of that stuff from these same sources, not just Fox, but MSNBC and CNN. You get to a point where you start saying, I know it's just going to be automatically lead with hate this person and love that person and defend. We've taken a lot of lumps because we don't play that game. During the election, a lot of people are like, how come you're not supporting Trump? And others going, how dare you give him you know, praise when he... No, I'm going to call him like I see him based on his on his values. And I hope that people have gotten that. And I hope there's a certain level of respect that you know you're going to get that from us and you won't get it from... I don't know if you get it from anywhere else, but that's who we are. It's based on values. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yeah, some really good tweets. Alexander Mason tweeting what I learned today. Always complaining about Obama is the reason I stopped listening to Sean Hannity. Yeah, I mean, Sean gave good information over the years on his show and made some really solid points about the guy, but it was like it was like the theme of the show. It was... It wasn't a show about topical events and different things and questions about the administration that were legitimate and a lot of problems. It was by like it was this is our goal today to bring this guy down. It's not it's not real. It's fake. Sheldon tweeting the far left uh, have created a new conspiracy theory destined to last for ages. Move over Illuminati. Hello Orange Genati. I did like that. Orange The Orange Genati. I did like that. Yeah, that's um, a really good point. Sarah the Roma had an interesting tweet, Doc, and I would like to take I would like to have your take on it. She goes and says, Kim Kardashian had one tape and that sucker was released. Trump supposedly has many tapes and no one can find them. I can't remember what it was, but back during the Obama administration, I vague there was so much stuff. We processed so much information, I can't even remember all of the problems. Yeah. But there was a there was a question of a missing tape about him or some sort of proof. And it was not the birth certificate thing. About Obama? Yeah, that okay. somebody had this supposedly in a vault. And I want to say it was in L.A. I don't remember. I'm like, again, I'm going from memory. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, wow, you could get that tape. That would be explosive. And now looking back, you realize how ridiculous the stuff was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kool-Aid with a C tweeting out what I learned today. There are tapes of Chris doing something really uh, shady, um, and we do not need to see them to know that they really exist. That is true. That is true. You don't have to see them. No one wants to see that. You want to talk about timely. 
Okay. Uh, Brad Thor has a new book out called Spy oh. Master. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. Did you see what the center of it is? No, no. Um, it's just too many words for me. I get lost. The Washington Post described it as Thor convincingly portrays Russia as a reborn Cold War era evil empire hell bent on reconquering its former territory. Huh. Uh, wa- Washington <laughs> Post. Yeah, that's what they're doing. <laughs> Huh. I mean, that's exactly what you don't think that Putin wants to put the band back together. Of yeah. course, he wants that. Reunion. That's who he see. It, it was the Soviet Union. That's the the mother country for him. He believes in them in in um, in the same ideas. He knows that was the strength. Right? They were a world power at that point, a superpower. Yep. Anyway, Spymaster is out uh, this month. It's the summer's must-see, must-read thriller. It's the latest from Brad Thor, of course, New York Times bestseller. Um, it's about a rumor, a remote cabin in Norway, and an American intelligence operative charged with stopping the next world war before it begins. Counterterrorism expert, expert Scott Harvath's mission is one of the deadliest he has ever undertaken. The real book spy says Spymaster is filled with enough action for two books and is the most gripping novel of Brad Thor's iconic career. That's pretty strong praise to say this is his high watermark at this point. In Spymaster, Scott Harvath proves more cunning, more dangerous, and more lethal than ever before. Read Spymaster from Brad Thor on sale wherever books are sold right now. I have a, a friend of mine who is a huge Brad Thor fan. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, he has read everything and is giddy about it. Oh, my gosh. I wish I out. could read. I really do wish I could read. Because I just don't have as much time as I would like to. Well, no, I have the time. I just can't sit and read. I can when I have time, and I just and don't right now, unfortunately. Hey, uh, so speaking of conspiracy theories, and that Trump has signed the Space Force. <laughs> Did they, is that implemented now? No, no, no. He just signed He's the Space Force. Yeah, he just signed the, the Space Policy order? Directive, yes. Okay. To push for a new Space Force military branch. So this would be the first step. And then, of course, you have to get Congress involved. This would be a lengthy, lengthy thing because you have to get Congress involved. Um, And then you have to train the star troopers. The idea behind it, is it needed? No, it's not. It's not needed from, I mean, do we have any reason to believe that we need a force defending against what? Aliens or meteors? Uh, No. I really want to say no. But... Do we need it for our souls, Chris? Yes. Chris yes, needs it for his yes, soul. Yes. He yes. wants. He it needs is time. it. I'm sorry, Doc Thompson. It is time to join the space. War, I mean, the Star Wars. It's it's time. It's time. It is 2018. You know what? Let, let's find out from an expert. James Abbott uh, joins us now. He's an academic researcher and author of the Outsider's Guide to UFOs, Mystery and Science. Hey, James. How are you, buddy? I'm fine, thanks, Doc. And uh, hello, Chris. Nice to have nice for you of you to have me on. No, it's great to have you on. Do you find stuff like that interesting and exciting? This directive from Trump about creating a space force? No, not particularly. <laughs> and this is something think, that, that's at the center of what you do. No, well, the the problem is, I think that it already exists. Um, people people forget that the U.S. Air Force has run Space Command for the last all oh, two decades and they spend a lot of money, and there are 35,000 people working for Air Force Space Command. So it's already there. Um, They just don't call it a Space Force, and that's probably, you know, understandably a president trying to make a name for himself. But the the actual thing that's going on is is it's old hat. It's been done for a long time. Um, I think what 
the Europeans might um, hesitate about was, was his use of words like American dominance in space and um, space being a war-fighting domain. It's, that's putting things very strongly. Everybody knows that there's some sort of uh, uh, military activity out there. The Americans have been very, very much at the forefront of that for a long time. But, the, um, but putting it out in the open is, is a new step, and I think uh, it's getting up the backs of a lot of countries that have either been you know, close allies of the Americans over the years or have, have been deadly enemies. Interesting, because when I hear Space Force, I'm going to get your take on this too, Chris. When I hear Space Force, and we're going to do this, this new military branch, I see it as somebody who would fight against outside forces, not like the, the thought that this would be used to fight other countries or people on the planet didn't even cross my mind. How do you view it? Is that what you thought? Yeah, that's what I thought too. I'm talking about we're ready for ET to come down and or that meteor like Armageddon. Right. We're ready to rock and roll. But James, you see it as people around the globe, and maybe rightfully so, I don't know, um, see this as a possibility to make war in space as a new frontier against other countries or people on the planet. Yeah, I think I think your president is is right in the sense that this has been going on for a long, long time. We have spy satellites up there that are spying on other satellites. Um, countries have tested laser weapons in space, and they're not against aliens. These these weapons are going to be used against satellites um, in uh, other countries' satellites. So I think what Mr. Trump is talking about is when he talks about American dominance in space is not dominance over aliens, it's dominance over other countries who might want to do harm to American interests. Well, let's talk about aliens a moment. James, you, right. you're, you're a researcher. What do you yep. think? Do extraterrestrials exist? <laughs> I think the chances are, if I was a betting man and you gave me a couple of centuries to prove it, I think yes, definitely. Yeah, I lean toward that as well, and it's just the vastness of space. It just seems yeah. unlikely if it is truly unlimited. Um, the likelihood that there wouldn't be something somewhere just seems so far-fetched. Yeah, it does. And I think most people are beginning to understand that, that there's a, a sense that uh, there's, there, there is somebody, something out there. But whether it is you know, flying objects in our airspace or not is another question entirely. Yeah, that's that's something. I'm not saying, you know, they have the ability like a sci-fi movie to fly here and make trouble or bring a special technology or whatever. I'm, I'm talking even if it's something, you know, very small, basic life form somewhere else. Um, that seems probable. We've been caught up over the years in this idea of UFOs when I believe a lot of the sightings and claims of UFOs were things where people were drunked up or it was truly, you know, swamp gas or something. And I think even more so was uh, governments testing, you know, uh, military craft. Yeah, could be. Um, um, and in fact, almost certainly was for probably 95%, 98% of the sightings that we've had. But if you look at it statistically, as I do in the book, we've had something like 2 million sightings of strange objects in the sky or the water since the turn of this century. And if you take even 3% of those as being inexplicable, which is below even government estimates of what is inexplicable in these sightings, you're talking about thousands of sightings every year that we cannot explain in terms of our current scientific understanding now that's not saying they're all ufos they're not all aliens i think what what we're talking about here is trying to find out 
what they are because it is a serious scientific anomaly. So what, is this, what are some of the stranger things that you've uh, encountered in your research over the years, either unexplainable or just odd, things that you thought noteworthy? Yeah, well, there are 40 of them in the book um, from America, from France, from Britain, where even the best efforts of skeptics and scientists have failed to explain precisely what was going on. I mean, going back to the Trent photographs, which are still being argued over as to whether they were hubcaps being hung from telephone wires, um, right up to the modern day when, uh, you know, the Department of Defense itself released um, sensor evidence from the F-18s, which are, is absolutely stunning. I mean, we're talking about one of the most advanced aircraft in the world with, with some of the most advanced sensors in the world recording it and the pilot seeing um, a very, very strange object, which he said in, a, in an interview, the 2004 sighting by uh, Commander Fravor, that he would have loved to have flown this thing because it was tremendous. Yeah, that, that tape was very odd when I saw it. That one was, was one of the um, least able to be explained away, I think. Yeah, and there are, there are scores of those over the years. You can go back to 1950 when uh, a British um, commercial aircraft saw very similar objects over Canada, um, and the whole crew did. Um, it was, they, they were interviewed by American intelligence and by Canadian intelligence and ultimately by British intelligence, but of course nobody could solve what it was. They came up with eventually a possible explanation, but the crew didn't believe it. They said it was a mirage, but the crew didn't believe it. And what they saw was very similar to those um, videos that came out off the F-18s. So as a researcher, how, what practices do you use to be skeptical, to, um, to prove or disprove? What, what practices that may be less obvious? Uh, less obvious, I think, a feeling, really, as to the uh, honesty and uh, credibility of the witness. And some of, some of that can be really strange things, like their, the anger that they display or the bafflement or the fact that they are not taking money for what they're saying. Um, and this goes back again to the Trent photographs when Paul and Evelyn Trent, who took the, the two photographs of a supposed UFO over their farm, actually did made absolutely no money from it whatsoever for the rest of their lives and gave the photographs away effectively. And they could have made a fortune, an absolute fortune twice over, once with the actual photographs themselves, selling them to the press and to everybody else and their stories. And again, when, you know, 20 years later they decided to admit that it had all been a hoax. So, you know, those sorts of things give meaning to these uh, incidents. Interesting stuff. James, where can people find out uh, more about you and also your book? Well, my, my website, uh, jamestabbott.com, has got details of what I've done and the book itself. And, of course, the book itself is available on Amazon and from all good booksellers. What we'll do is we'll tweet out a link to it as well so people can check it out. We thank you uh, for joining us. Thank you, and thank you for having me. It's been Thanks great. so much. James T. Abbott, author of The Outsider's Guide to UFOs, Mystery, and Science. Uh, interesting guy. It's funny. I was skeptical of the military. I hadn't read the directive. I assumed why he said we needed this thing. I yeah. thought it's, when you say a space force, it, it sounds aliens. You know, you're going to do that or do yeah. work in space. And we already have NASA, right? Yeah, And we, we did. Like you said, we already have the Air Force take care of some mm -hmm. of this. So if NASA is... 
<clears throat> the branch that's researching and whatever and are planning on sending people to Mars and back to the moon and all this stuff, those would be the cats being scientists that would take on, um, you know, um, asteroids and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, we already have the Air Force. I assume Space Force would be this group that would fight aliens or be long-term positioned in space somewhere. This is, was in my mind until James mentioned that the rest of the world or some of the world believes that this is a new way to wage war against people on earth. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. Now I'm in favor of it. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of yeah. like, if you're telling me we need this to fight aliens, I'm going, come on. And I think that there could be life out there. Yeah. But if you're telling me this is a way to new, a new so, way to fight people of earth, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Weaponized well, space? Yeah, I'm with you. Well, Trump said space is war fighting domain, just like land, air, and sea. Okay. I. All right. You got me. I'm there. And then the directive, he goes, I hereby direct the Department of Defense and Pentagon to begin the process immediately to establish a space force as the sixth branch of the armed forces. Okay, he's he's got me. I think I'm there now. Why yeah. why wouldn't we make sure we have a uh, the ability to make war in this new frontier? Yeah, and then the directive that he signed also has two reforms uh, about America commercial space regulations framework and to ensure that we are the leader in space commerce. Now, that's key right there to be space the, commerce commerce. And then this uh, this directive. Which I think is way too much power, but then again, I'm a. Uh, it's my opinion. But his directive goes for the Secretary of Transportation to establish all these new regulations on space flights. Interesting. That's wait a minute. That's different than yes. uh, than war. Yes. Maybe the the new military branch is a bit of a cover. Yes. Just so we can do more in space. Yes. Because he goes, the president is committed to ensuring that the federal government gets out of the way and unleash the private enterprise. But the Commerce Secretary is to review all commercial remote sensing regulations for consistency. So now we have like, so what is this? Like the, some of it, I'm like, yes, mm. right on. Here we go. Let's keep, you know, let's be the, the leaders on this space. But then again, regulations? Really? Do we really need regulations? Um, and we but know that, that. But that may not be so much about the regulations is putting a framework in place so people will be able to do stuff without being shut down by the government. Yeah, because then it's, it's almost like granting them definitive rights to go do some yeah. of this stuff because there are rules and regulations currently in place. Yeah. So this is in effect. It sounds like he's creating more rules and regulations. In some ways, maybe he is, but this is an effort to get rid of others. Yeah. Maybe because if you remember when Elon sent his vehicle to Mars, he violated the law. Right. Because you're not supposed to transmit. During certain, whatever you atmosphere you are, certain yeah. elevations. Yeah. So yeah. So, but then he also says within thirty days, the Secretary of Commerce is directed to create a one-stop shop with the Department of Commerce for administrating and regulating commercial space space flight. So, I get it, but then I think I'm like, I get a little scared. I've got a new tremendous resort on the moon. I would like you to oh, you visit know it. Want, you know he wants that. He <laughs> you 100%. can golf on the moon. Your drives go so far. 
Check out the WaxRx system at WaxRx.com. WaxRx, use WaxRx.com. WaxRx is a fantastic system to clean the earwax out of your ears and possibly other things as well. Designed by doctors in order to make it simple and safe and cheaper than visiting a doctor. I mean, yeah, um, you have to visit a doctor. It's going to cost you a copay. You have to take time and money out of your pocket uh, to go and do this. You don't have to do it. Do it at home, but you're not shoving something in your ear, which you know is not the best for you. No. Use WaxRx.com. No, we had that surf, that EMT. The mother was like, what's wrong with your ear? He's like, oh, it's itching, it's itching, itching. She's like... Use, use WaxRx. Use it. Simple. What are you doing? Go I bought you this. Use WaxRx. Three-step process. Eardrops, a specially designed pump, and a pH balance rinse that leaves your ears soft and supple. You'll love it. Use WaxRx.com. Promo code radio. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I'm trying to think about how to do this now. You should. If I know what you're doing, if I think I know what you're doing, you should do it right now. What do you now. think I know what I'm doing? The Hurt story. Yeah. Those. Well, I'll just tell you the story. <laughs> so I have to get uh, my car fixed. I think I mentioned that yesterday. Yes. And, uh, and I think you mentioned it to me. I don't think you mentioned did it. I, mention it the, I thought no. I mentioned it on the air. No, you didn't. I thought I mentioned my mom's Honda Fit. No. Anyway, it's, uh, it went quickly. <laughs> <clears throat> Not one of these, hey, you could drive it around and drive it over to the shop type of thing. So exactly. I need, yeah, it's, uh, it's having some troubles. I think it's the brakes. They've got some other issues as well. But the brakes are like, <laughs> as you stop, you know? <laughs> and. It's, uh, it's it just got some issues. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get one of the guys uh, to come over and fix it here. Yeah. We've, uh, we've done that before. It works. <clears throat> Can't get a hold of the guys. So everything's been delayed. And I'm like, I need a car because I have a lot going on in the next couple of weeks. It's not like I can do without, and I can't keep asking people for rides or whatever. So I'm like, I just have to rent a car for a couple of days. As much as I hate it, I'm just going to have to do this. This is what it is. So on Sunday, I reserved a car at Hertz. Okay. Got one close by here. I didn't take one of the airports. It was a reasonable price. And I was like, okay. Now, I don't recall ever renting from Hertz in the past. I may have, but it would be once and, uh, you know, out of a dozens and dozens, hundreds probably of times I've rented cars in my life. Most of the time, um, I do not rent from them. And I probably rent, between my wife and I, it's probably a dozen times a year. It's probably about once a month with different mm-hmm. trips and different things. <clears throat> or if I'm on the road, you know, traveling for work. And I don't recall ever doing it. Now, I rented from not one of the airport locations. Yeah. Just in the little strip mall. I took you there. I get there. I wait about a half an hour while a guy in front of me argues that they didn't tell him about the drop box. And he showed up on Sunday to return the car, didn't see the drop box, and was like, I can't return the car. So he kept it till Monday when they were open and they wanted to charge him an extra full day. Makes sense. Okay. I get... um, you know, his frustration, they should have told him whatever the Dropbox is there. It's hard to see. I've been in that situation one time. I almost left and I was like, oh, wait, what's this? Oh, after hours, drop the keys here. And I was like, 
but I can't prove what if something happens to the car. Someone could buy and hit it with a baseball bat, though. You see what I mean? Yeah. And I was nervous, and I realized at some locations, that's just what you do. This guy didn't know that. They didn't tell him. So I waited a half an hour, even though nobody else in the place, and there's two workers that I saw. Nope. Wait. Fine. Okay, great. Stand at the Hertz location. Finally, a guy steps up to me, and he keeps going, yeah, may I help you? Your name is Thompson. Uh, let me check for the... Uh, sir, hang on. Um, and he's arguing with this guy. Goes back to me. I'm sorry. What was your name again? Thompson. Okay, here we go. Okay, so, sir, no, they just put that automatic extra day on your bill. There's nothing we can do. And he keeps going back to this guy. Finally gets to me and he goes, oof, okay. Name? Right. And it's almost like the chick at the airport with the flights where they just keep. Sir, going through this, whatever. He's got my name. And he's still just taken forever. Finally, he goes, there's good news and bad news about your resident. Sir. <laughs> he told me good news and bad news at least twice. And I'm like, the good news is we have your car. The bad news is we're going to have to give you a lobotomy. It's mandatory. <laughs> I don't know what, what you're getting at here, right? Finally, he goes, good news and bad news. As it turns out, there was only bad news. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we don't have your car. Hello. You know, you get a certain class of car. Yeah. I, I need it for a couple of days to putter around town. I don't need yeah. anything luxury. In fact, I drive a Honda Fit that's all beat up. Trust me, anything's an upgrade at anything this point. Anything with wheels right, works. A smart car would be better. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we don't have it. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, that happens, whatever. He goes, uh, so we can put you in another car or whatever. And I was like, okay. For an extra $12 a day. Hello. There it is. That's called bait and switch. Yes. I have rented and had them not have the car in my class many times. And they just put you in that class because that's their responsibility. Now, you made a reservation with me and said this car would be here. And I got dropped off. So I was a captive audience. What, I'm either going to pay the $12 or I'm going to walk? Well, I walked. And I'll give you the details on that and how the rest of this craziness played out next on The Morning Blade. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Uh, I don't like that Hertz has their bait and switch policy, knowing that you're a captive audience. And I know what's uh, behind this. I'll get to what I believe is behind this even more. And it's something you really need to be aware of. And that's what it's called, bait and switch? Bait and switch, yeah. I mean, that's that's for years people have used that term. Where mm-hmm. you go into a store, they promise one thing, and then they're like, oh, we don't have that, but um, you can buy something more expensive. Mm, well, it. this is a reservation. There's yeah. a reason you have a reservation. And listen, if your business is going to, this is going to be your business practice, that's fine. That's fine if this is it. But people ought to know. When I have had this happen at any other car uh, rental, and mm-hmm. I have rented from Dollar, Thrifty, Her, or uh, uh, Enterprise, 
Um, trying to think about the other ones, but I've rented from those three. I know mm-hmm. it's always been like, oh, we don't have your car. We'll just upgrade you one. I'm not trying for something free here. I'm happy to get the car for the price that you quoted me online. Yep. I'm fine. But if you don't have it, I'm supposed to just pay more or what? When people are traveling and they need a car, they need a car because they don't have a car. So if I'm at the airport, what am I going to do? I have to go to another car place? Yeah. What if they're out? Yep. I didn't reserve with them, so there's no expectation they would have a vehicle. They could be completely sold out. And then what am I supposed to do? Uber all over and have it cost me even more money? Yeah. And this is a strip mall location that that I got dropped off at. So what am I supposed to do? Again, Uber and have it cost me more money? Yeah. Uh, Were they going to reimburse me for that? Hell no. So I explained this to the guy and he's like, yeah, there's nothing we could do. Sorry. So I called their little uh, 800 number. Good. Get bounced around a couple of times from person to person. Finally, a lady comes on and she goes, okay, um, so what's your name? And give you all the information. I think she's looking it up and she's like, and when do you want to rent a car for? And I said, 30 minutes ago, (laughs) I've been standing here. I have a reservation. Well, I don't understand. I go through the whole thing with her and she's like, oh, well, you have a couple of options then. Mm. You can pay 12 bucks a day or Mm. I can try to find you another car. Mm. And I said, wait a minute, another car. The guy said, there's no other cars. I mean, another location. And how do you propose I get there? Fly? If I could fly, I wouldn't need Hertz. So I'm going through this whole thing. She did not give a damn. The guy at the counter did not give a damn. This is Hertz. This is who they are. This is their company uh, uh, etiquette. This is their company, obviously their policy, but this is their company culture even more. She's like, my hands are tied. There's nothing I can do here. Doesn't work like that, sweetheart. You are in customer service. It and does you know what? not and, work like that. And that's obviously their company culture yes. and probably policy. I don't yes. think she was lying to me about that. No. Then guess what? Mr. John Q. Hertz, or whoever the hell is running this company, you have got a significant problem on yeah. your hand. Because uh, as it turns out, the last couple of times my wife rented a car when I was not with her, I didn't know she had rented from Hertz. Oh, I was telling her about okay. this. And I was like, well, that's done now. Yeah. And number two, Hertz is now the standard bearer of bad business. Mm. On this program, Hertz is the, because it gets worse. I haven't even gotten the rest of the details yet. Hertz has become the standard bearer. They are the poster child of bad business. When we do our our entrepreneurial segments, our Building America, and we talk about some of the clients with great customer service and why that matters, this is now my bad business line, red line in the, or red line or line in the sand. Mm I have had enough of being treated this way. Mm. I have had enough in life, in business, in customer support, treating like you don't care about my money, that you don't care about me as a customer. You don't care about me as a human being. The guy knows it's a hot, sticky, 100 degree Texas day, and you don't give a flying fig what happens to me. You needed your 12 extra dollars per day because, by the way, he probably got that. I'll get to that in a moment. This is your customer service? This is You don't care? Well, I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done doing business with people like that. And I'm going to call you out every damn time on this program and social media. And by the way, if you're in the audience, you're in the social media audience, and you want to do business with Hertz, knowing that this is who they are, God bless you, then do it. But I want you to know who they are. When I've rented at Enterprise, never a problem. 
when I've edited or read it at uh, Thrifty and Dollar, it's not even a consideration. I couldn't believe what he was telling me. Mm-hmm. An extra $12 a day, I was like, why are you not upgrading me for this or whatever? Sorry, there's nothing I can do. So just get the hell out. This is who they are. After I leave, and I was not about to pay. So you did leave without a vehicle. Oh, I left. Okay. After I talked to the uh, the 800 the line, I talked to them. I tweeted. I put it out on social media because yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes they'll contact you. Yeah. And they contacted me, and I was Good. DMing with them back and forth. Good. Good. And the, the direct messages as we went back and forth, they were like, okay, we're trying to get to the bottom of this with the local guy, with the local manager. Uh-huh. Get to the bottom of it? What are you talking about? Call the guy. You can't find the, the local number? All you have to do, I told you what location it was. You call the local number and you go, what up? Just give the guy the damn car. Yeah. Okay. No, their social media campaign. And the guy was very nice, um, but the social media people have no power. No, this is just, uh, this is just make the problem go. And quiet, quiet, quiet. It might not be hurts. It might be something. Right. Someone else. Actually working right. the social media. Yeah. Thank you for... Ta- this is the DMs back and forth. Okay. Thank you for taking the time to reach out to us. Have you spoken with local management regarding your concerns? <laughs> yes. They said there was nothing they can do. And I put... Uh, they put, is the local team working on getting you into a vehicle? No. You, for 12 extra bucks per day. I apologize. Allow me to clarify. Is the local team working on getting you a vehicle in your class? No, they're not. That's the problem. They didn't even say, well, we'll send a driver from one of the other places to get you one in your class. There's a dozen locations around town. Thank you confirming. It would, um, I would like to reach out to upper management on your behalf. May I please have your contact information? And I gave him my cell phone number in there. And I put, I'm standing in their lobby now. And by the way, at that point, it had been over a half an hour. Wow. That's a lot of time. Thank you very much. I will uh, escalate your concerns to upper management and will ask them to reach out to you directly. Good. Again, this is about 40 minutes or whatever, and I've been on the phone with the corporate people. I've been going back and forth with these people now, uh, direct message at that point for 15, 20 minutes. Mm. And at that point, I waited another five minutes or so, and I said, you got five minutes and I'm leaving. I'm not standing around here. I'm not dealing with this Makes crap. sense. I put, I'll be walking down the road, and this is going to be very bad for you, your brand. Sorry, because I'm going to tell the truth about this nonsense. Um, I hear your frustrations. I'll escalate your concerns. However, I'm unsure at this time it will take, I'm unsure at this time how long it will take for upper management to reach out. I appreciate your patience as I work to resolve your concerns. Uh, And uh, back and forth like this, uh, eventually after nine sometime, uh, I'm still going to escalate your concerns to upper management. And I put, no, you're not, or you would have picked up the phone. You just say, hey, here's what's going on. Back and forth, back and forth. Finally, I'm wa- I am walked out. Okay. I'm like, and I'm not paying a friggin' Uber 20 yeah. bucks at this point. I'm yeah. sorry. I got to fix a car anyways, and I still have to rent a car the next couple of days to get this crap yeah. done. Yeah. I'm not dealing with this. Um, I get a text about, or a direct message, um... At 11.17 a.m. Okay. So now like I got there at around hours? 8.30. Yeah, three hours. About yeah. 8.30, Chris dropped me off. Yeah. 
And I wasn't going to call Chris or anybody else that had other things going on. I don't like to ask people for favors, number one. I have <laughs> a problem with that. You I do, do not. not. And Chris was generous enough to drive me. He has other things going on throughout the day. I'm not going to call and mess around with this stuff. I'm just not. Okay. I'm willing to pay my way. That's the reason I rented a car. Okay. That was at about, I walked out at about 9.15 or something, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Two hours later, I get a DM that says, Hello, Doc Thompson. I want to let you know that if you are a gold member, spouses drive free. So the agent should not have informed you that there was an additional driver fee. If you're not a gold member and the gold number was not used, there would be no AAO fee. We could have just refunded the AAO once returned. I apologize that you had to go rent the vehicle. You had to go re-rent the vehicle and then voided the car you returned. This was very disturbing. It should not have happened. Do you pay more for the alternative transportation you had to use? If so, please DM me your final receipt so we can refund the difference in the base rate. Also, I'll make sure this is reviewed with the local management team for internal review. Richard. Hmm. Uh, none of that applied to me. That's what I'm saying. You didn't. You <gasps> that didn't was somebody rent. else's case or they completely missed. I didn't rent. You didn't rent. I didn't mention my spouse at all. Yeah, you, you didn't say anything about gold member. Gold member, member right. It, I, it was not that they were charging me more for a spouse. No. I rented a car. I reserved a car. Yes. They didn't have it and said, if I wanted a car. You have to pay. I could. I had to pay an extra $12 per day. Mm-hmm. Because they. Messed don't up. know how to take reservations. Exactly. <laughs> this had nothing to do with it. No. And I put, what? That's not my case at all. I reserved a car, got there, no available. You should have upgraded for free. I'm sorry to see this. I will look further into your concerns. <laughs> so you back at step one. I back at step one. Damn. Then at, let me make sure I get the right time. Later that afternoon at just after two o'clock, 227, 227. So now we're six five, hours, six hours six later. Six hours later. Right, Exactly. I get a voicemail message. Okay, okay. I'm going to read it because I'm not sure I can play his audio. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, Mr. Thompson. This is Eric with Hertz. Just seeing if you are still looking for a rental car because if you need help, I can locate w- one for you. Mm. Call 972-24 blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. That's um, not... You're, I can locate another yes, car from Hertz. Yes. At one of your other locations. Yes. How am I getting there? You idiot. Why would I have? That was not the concern. Why did it's six <laughs> hours later? I've just been sitting on the curb. No, you've been sitting in the Hertz. I've been sitting at the Hertz. <laughs> Checkpoint zero. The lonely man, like Charlie Brown, sitting there. Wah, 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 just waiting. Oh, you've rented it. You've, uh, you've found a car for me. Great. I've just oh, been sitting here wow. the whole time. They compensate. And wow. that's where they left it. That's it. So that's the entire thing. We're about to hit the 24 hours in two hours. Right. And you still have don't heard have a vehicle. Nothing back. No more DMs. Richard, even though I texted back and said, that's not my case. Yeah. None of it has gotten back to me. None of this. Hmm. They didn't know my case. They have no concern if it's six hours. Okay, you were going to locate another car and it took you six hours to go. Damn, someone better call and see if we can find this guy another car. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that he has to just magically get himself yes. to. Yes, yes. You know, maybe you could rent 
the car for one day for an extra twelve dollars and drive to our other location, <clears throat> and you can and get the car that you rented. That yeah, you know, I, I I could boil this down to one simple sentence. Go ahead. They do not give, give an, an F. F. They don't. And it's so sad. They're like Marlon Brando. They're so sad. It's like it is 2018. You're lucky that you still have a business. Right. There's many apps that does so better job. Simple. Come on. Everybody in the audience knows this. You give the upgrade car. I don't care what it is. You're done. That's your problem. And if you have an issue with this because you didn't get enough money for the upgraded car or whatever, then you work to solve that feature in the future. Don't have a reserve car without... There's no metric to say, we've got so many cars versus so many reservations. Yeah. Why does it come up that this car in this certain class is available? Yeah. It's a pretty damn easy metric. Now, at times, there may be a, ooh, a person didn't return their car on times. Okay. Then have a couple of other cars there waiting to be rented. Work it out somehow or upgrade. That's what you do. It's pretty simple. Or Doc Thompson, I'm sorry, but I don't... don't Think this is too crazy maybe pick up the phone call the next hertz hey can you have that class a vehicle here? drive it over here drive I, it over don't they do that of course they should there's enough around town that's of what course. i'm saying it's like this location was between two big airports dallas love field and dfw yep both of them with hertz rental locations where i'm guessing there's a whole lot of cars yeah I'm even with traffic at that time of the morning to have somebody hop in the car immediately would have been 20 minutes, 20 minutes from either minutes. location. Yep. Agreed. <clears throat> One. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused here. If I was a manager in there, I'll be like, all right, Dr. Thompson, it's going to be about 20 minutes. I do apologize for this. We're going to get a, a vehicle that you want from another location. Right. I think you'd be understanding for that. Of course I would. I wouldn't be at, but okay. But you'd be understanding. Sure, sure. Okay. Now, that's fine. That manager should have just shut up bitten off the, the $12, take the hit. Hey, Doc Thompson, here's a B-class car. You have a nice day. Here's here's the reason I think this happened. This is my speculation. And some of this you need to look into yourself. I have gotten mixed messages from all rental car places over the years about all of those little spouses drive policies okay, and extra yeah, yeah, fee. Yeah, yeah. I had one guy tell me at one rental car location when I was going to put my wife on it, he's like, what are you doing? Don't do that. He wasn't at the front desk. He was like uh, one of the regular worker bees down in the garage oh, the- handing out cars. But for the moment, the person was away from the desk and he was handling all of it. I love those guys. So, yeah, he was awesome. He's like the insiders. He basically was like, that's just an unnecessary upcharge. Now, I don't know if this is legal or not. Mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. any of this. Yeah. I'm going by what this guy said. He's like, your spouse is going to be covered if you have insurance anyways. Yes, it is. He goes, that's just an upcharge. Now, I don't know if it's illegal to have them drive. If you sign something else, maybe that's what it is. But most of that still, I do know, comes down to the person behind the counter getting more money themselves. They get a percentage for the upcharge. In other words, the rental car company gets a certain amount for you renting the car. They can get more if they go, oh, extra coverage. Yep. Some of that is probably overkill. Maybe some of it's necessary. It's that extra insurance you get at a Best Buy when you buy electronics. Right. They make extra money for usually not having to do anything. Yep. And the spouse is the extra driver thing. Mm-hmm. Upcharge as well. Yep. The person behind the counter gets more. I know that. They get a percentage. If this guy was the manager, who knows? It might have directly gone in his pocket or a bunch of it to say, I'm going to get an extra 12 bucks a day out of this guy. Yeah. That's an extra $50, $60, so up, so whatever. Yeah. Right. 
So he was like, I know I can rent this other car for more. Yep. That's probably what this came down to. So I hope the $50 that you were trying to scam me out of Hertz was worth the now millions of dollars in negative publicity you are going to get moving forward forever because you have proven yourself a company that does not care about customer service and you do not care about customers. You, you, you're not even competent enough to know my case. And yeah. how many people did I talk to? Yeah. I talked to at least two people when I called the number. The I talked mm-hmm. to two people at the loca- local facility, the manager and this other worker bee. And then at least two people on social media, yeah. Richard and then somebody FB. FB, yeah. Because they were doing FB as the, soci- as the DM. They yeah. say who... Yeah, who, their, their signature. Right, their signature. That's at least six people For one over issue. the course of 24 hours and nobody... Can, he, can know my case and say, well, handle us. And there's something very simple. So what happens if you have some greater dispute with Hertz? What happens if it's more money? Somebody hits you or something like that, or there's a dispute, there's a dispute over, hey, I dropped it off last night in the parking lot like the dude that was in front of me and left the keys. Well, the window's cracked. That wasn't me who did it. There was vandalism in the middle of the night. Sorry, you're on the hook for it. Yep. Imagine trying to get that when it comes down to hundreds of dollars from that local manager and not 50. Yep. Is that really who you want to do business with? I'm tired of it. This is the line in the sand. Either you have good customer service, either you respect me, or I'm going somewhere else. This is it. Hertz obviously does not care, and they do not have that customer service. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag, what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, Congratulations, you have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. Here's a company that you can respect and trust and you know has good customer service, do a good job, and that's Brickhouse Nutrition. They do a great job. They do, 100%. Yeah, and if if you don't, feel free to tweet at any of our clients if you have any issues when it comes to customer service. Or let us know. Let us know and we'll get to the bottom of it. That's one of the things that we do. If one of our clients is messing you up on customer service, and I know... The tack pack kind of messed some of you guys up. I braced it. Doc was pissed because oh, yeah. what are you talking about? That's we right. gave our word that they're good customer service. They're not helping you guys out. Yes, we will get to the bottom of this. Absolutely, quick. we put it out there. And have, it's you our heard, reputation. have you heard them on the air since? No, you have not. So <laughs> does that say something? <laughs> Done. Now, if you don't like the product or you weren't oh, as satisfied with it, that's different. That's, or different. that's a matter of opinion, whatever. But if it's customer service, without that's the line. We say without doubt. don't mess with that. Yeah, we yeah we knew they had issues, <laughs> and we're like, you fix that crap, we're done. Yep. Sorry. Uh, Brickhouse Nutrition at BrickhouseDoc.com. Of course, they have the extended uh, energy release supplement we told you about, Dawn to Dusk, we love. And now we've been telling people about Field of Greens because I really think something's gonna help, a product's going to help people as well because it's simple to get those vegetables that you're not getting in your diet. We're all trying to be healthier, live longer, have a better quality of life. You got to eat the vegetables. You don't like them. They're expensive. You don't have time. Field of Greens solves that problem because it's powdered vegetables. It's not an extract or just the, the uh, vitamins in a pill form or something. 
And all you have to do is mix a scoop of the powder with the liquid and drink it down. They recommend eight ounces. You can do a little bit more, a little bit less. Up to you. Up to you. You can put it in different uh, types of liquids, whatever. But try it. It works. BrickHouseDoc.com. Get those nutrients without having to deal with the vegetables for whatever the reason you're not interested in eating them. BrickHouseDoc.com. Love them. It's Field of Greens. Uh, let's see. TJ Toppin. Uh, Hertz is all kinds of shady. I think Enterprise or Avis will get my business in the future. Yeah, I've, uh, I don't know if I've ever rented with Avis. Some of these are co-owned, Avis, too. I like Avis. Uh, if Hertz I'm renting, is going to own other people, so yes. I don't know who else they own. Yeah, I don't know who, but um, Avis was my go-to until I started using my app. Oh, there's an app for yeah. that, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I like this uh, one. Sheldon saying, yesterday I was online mar- uh, making travel reservations for next week. When I saw Doc Thompson's timely tweets about Hertz, I rented from National Care for a few more extra bucks a day. Bad publicity, Hertz. By the way, I've used some of the local real small ones. Oh, yeah, yeah the mom and pops. Yeah, like Firefly, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. is one and whatever. And I've had some okay experiences with those yeah. over the years. By the way, this is... This is warning you that this is their policy that I have not experienced other places. If you find out somebody else also has this bait and switch, that your reservation is not going to be there and they're going to charge you more, tell us. Yeah. Warn other people, that's fine. Yeah. But you could get to a situation where your family has budgeted a trip to Florida or wherever it is to go to Disney, and you're renting a minivan for the family. You don't have a lot of extra disposable cash. And they're like, oh, the minivan isn't there, but you're going to need an upgrade to whatever it is, a Hummer or something, or you don't have the vehicle. And it's going to be, what if it was an extra $25 a day, and you're there for 10 days? Great. Your family, do you want to throw away $250? Yeah. And some of those, when you start going up classes, they can jump by 50, 60 yeah. bucks a day when you get to the more expensive ones. Yeah. So your family is screwed. You're not going to get around. Yep. Come on. You got constitutional drunk saying your problem with Hertz was you choose a, you chose a company with a spokesman that is a murderer. I didn't know OJ Simpson was a spokesman. That was before he was a murderer or accused of accused murder. Of we'll murder? put it that way. Hyperion put, uh, we're going to assume that your times are local and not Eastern. Yes, they were Central time. They were not Eastern time. But yeah, that's what was going on. All right, more coming up on this The Morning Blaze. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Similar stories out there. Oh, yes, Similar they do. stories out there today. Yes, yes. I, uh, I understand it. This is how shocked I was by the treatment. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to bitch about it anymore today. <laughs> oh, it's coming in the future, too. Hertz has uh, become the new AT&T. Oh, AT&T is bad. Nowhere near as bad as Hertz. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is Hertz has trumped even AT&T's Damn. poor customer service, which is horrible. AT&T still owes me 150 bucks. And that's what I was going to say. And yep. AT&T actually took your money. 
Yep. Hers didn't take your money. Right. And they're still worse than AT&T. Because this was bait and switch. Hmm. Uh, AT&T lied to me. Uh, Hertz was scamming me. Oh, okay. Got it. That's how I view it. That's that's what it was. Um, This is how naive I was and shocked I was. I didn't know they wouldn't automatically upgrade you. It is so absolutely what should... What do you mean? standard. What do you mean? It's like an airline. Oh, we overbooked a flight. Hey, Doc Thompson, we'd like to get first... First, uh, first class? Yes. Right. Exactly. This I'm is not just... thinking about it like, oh, that's going to be an extra 12 bucks. No. no. I'm expecting you to fix the issue that you had. Right. Or if you don't, then we're not doing business anymore. Got it. Or give me money. Give me something. Yeah. Uh, so people referenced, uh, do we have the clip? Yeah. Do so Charles the... A says, why is it that Doc Thompson's real life always turns out to be a Seinfeld episode? Oh, I'm sorry. We have no midsize available at the moment. I don't understand. I made a reservation. Do you have my reservation? Yes, we do. Unfortunately, we ran out of cars. But the reservation keeps the car here. That's why you have the reservations. I know why we have reservations. I don't think you do. (laughs) If you did, I'd have a car. (laughs) See, you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. Anybody can just take them. Let me uh, speak with my supervisor. Isn't that... it? Absolutely right. That's it. How do you not have it? That's back in the 90s when car rental services were at its peak. And now you you still haven't solved the problem. You still have that, that one issue. That you still have from the 90s. These folks, these, these are the reasons. Stuff like this. This is the reason I say that I no longer fault people for stockpiling money. Oh, yes. For people that yep. the reason I say you just got to go out and make Jeff Bezos $150 billion Come worth on, today. It comes the out. The richest man in the world. Put this in perspective. Ever. <clears throat> Let's say he's at an even $150 billion, okay. down to the penny. He could give up. billion. Okay. And still be filthy, stinking, rich, live better than most people that ever. He would have $500 million if he gave up $149.5 billion. He could give up $149.9 billion and still live. Better than most people that have ever. He'd have a hundred million dollars still. Yep. That's how much money he has. And as much as I would like to have a little chunk of that, and as much as you can honestly say, truly, nobody needs that amount of money. Yeah. You yeah. know, seriously, dude, give it all away. Yeah. I don't fault him. No. Because when you have that amount of money, you don't have to worry about companies like Hertz screwing you around because you go in and buy them up and change it. Or you have your own, or you have oh a fleet God. of cars, or an airplane. Imagine Doc Thompson with Bezos' money. All right, you're not going to... Okay, here we go. New management. Doc Thompson hurts. I now own it. Yes. Do you know this story? And I've always heard this is true. I think um, I may have it a little off, but it should be pretty close to the truth. Howard Hughes, uber oh. wealthy back in the day. And he was a recluse, crazy, had some serious issues. He fell in love with Las Vegas for whatever the reason um, and spent a ton of time there. In fact, there's a Howard Hughes Boulevard name and he owned casinos. So, you know, he was um, in the airline industry, built air, airplanes mm. and 
aircraft industry and defense department contracts, I believe, and stuff like this. And then he went into casinos, loved the casinos. He's staying at the Desert Inn, one of the nicest at the time on the Las Vegas Strip. Okay. And he's staying in one of the suites, top floor, penthouse, expensive. So cool. That most people do not rent those. Those are not rented out. Those are given out for whales, for people they know that are going to spend gobs of money. And it's far more lucrative for the casino to give them this palace of a room than to ever rent that thing out. Make him comfortable. He's renting it out. And he's there for weeks on end. And finally, the manager is like, dude, you got to get the hell out. We got a whale coming in. Excuse me? And he's like, I'm paying my rent or whatever. And they're like, sorry, you got to get out or whatever. And, and again, he was, he was held up in there. The guy had not left. He was reckless. He was crazy. So uh, he's like, yeah, I'm not getting out. Within an hour or two. Ah, oh, so cool. The manager gets a call. Um, yes, Mr. Hughes is fine staying in that room for as long as he wants because he now owns the Desert Inn. Oh, so cool. I just got the goosebumps. So cool. And So did. cool. I believe he also owned the Frontier, which was at one point across the street. Okay. There, is a, there was a tunnel that went oh. under the Las Vegas Strip from the Frontier to the Desert Inn, I believe it was. And that was his tunnel? I don't know. People have speculated that he used that and whatever. I don't know if that's part's true, mm. but I have it on pretty good authority that the tunnel did exist. Mm. A buddy of mine's grandfather was like Mr. Las Vegas. They, <laughs> he had moved there um, in the early 1900s. He had dated Lucille Ball. What? Was a Pony Express rider, like the la- one of the last ones. And I think at that point it was more novelty as yeah. he brought the mail in on horseback into Vegas. Um, and kind of like grew with it. And there's a whole section of books on him at the, uh, I think it's UNLV library. And yeah, he had told all the tales about some of that things going on, going on, like the tunnels. That is so cool. So So cool. Yeah. That's how I'd be with that stuff. I don't, I don't stock. I don't fault anybody for stockpiling money. Now it's one of the few things you don't know if your money's going to fall apart tomorrow. If the government's going to say, Hey, we're just confiscating everything you have in savings. Sorry. We're busting in your house. We're going to take all that. You know, they made it illegal for you to own gold certain ways back in the day. You got to make the money wherever you can. And here's a way that you might be able to do that. And that is via cryptocurrencies. If you need to find out more about it and blockchain technology, there's a free seminar that our buddy Glenn Beck is going to be hosting uh, coming up this Thursday, day after tomorrow. Sign up today. It's free. Come Come on, on, man. man. It's free. BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. Tika Tuari is going to host it with Glenn. He's going to tell you all about Bitcoin specifically, the blockchain technology. He'll give you three cryptocurrencies that he's recommending are doing really well right now and could do well in the future. You can make a couple of bucks possibly. And his Palm Beach Letters exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway is going to be a part of it. Sign up for free. It's coming up the day after tomorrow. BeckCryptoShow.com. I will be viewing this. I need more information. I'm well, fascinated by it regardless. We all need more information. It's just, this is, this is brand new. This is, can you think of any other new commodities in the world in the past hundred years? No, Bitcoin is it. I mean, how many new commodities come up? Gold, silver, these have been around forever. I was going to say, gold and silver are the last ones that I think that are big like that. Well, I mean, maybe uh, people trading commodities like, um, like grains. I guess those mm. have been around pork bellies. Yeah, but. that uh, used to make bacon mm. that you'd find in a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. Mm. 
Sounds like y'all a couple of bookies. Frozen concentrated <laughs> orange juice. But there's not a whole lot of new ones. This no. is truly one of the new things yes. out there. More details at the free seminar. Sign up today. BeckCryptoShow.com. It's BeckCryptoShow.com. GR15 talking about the Russian sleeper cell story is Tikatawari level stuff. You know, Trump being a... It's like that complicated. Oh, that difficult. Okay, yeah, I get yeah. you saying there. Okay. Big Daddy was saying, so the new standard is... 12 bucks, same as downtown? 12 bucks, same as downtown. 12, duck, 12 bucks a day, same as downtown. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds expensive. That does, right? Uh, speaking Duck saying, are you kidding me right now? Both Doc and Chris thought Space Force was supposed to be against aliens. Really? No, I'm not kidding. Uh, not just aliens. No, but I thought that was the I whole thought, thing. I thought aliens was part of it. Um, I thought it was doing work in space and then other threats like um, meteors. Meteors. That's a constant. Armageddon kind of thing. Every couple months, a near miss yeah. from a meteor the size of New York passes off by well, the Earth. What about the uh, Chinese space station? Right. Uh, but I didn't think make war with other countries and people on the earth from space. I know it's stupid. Yeah. I'm admitting yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Sean tweeting now what I learned today. How much does it cost to rent from Hertz? An extra 12 bucks in this town. Yeah. Everyone got that one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Love Angry Doc from Big Poppy. Uh, been in the same situation. Thanks for standing up to Hertz and crappy customer service. I'm, I'm just done. I told my wife that yesterday as I was walking in the hot Texas sun. Mm. I'm sorry. I stand on principle quite often. I am tired of it. I get it was a bad meal. You get a bad meal at times. Oh, okay. Or yeah. it wasn't as good. Yeah. Fine. That's opinion based. Sure. Um, hey, I bought this product. It didn't work the way I wanted. Okay. I misunderstood or I won't buy it again. I get Got it. it. Move forward. That's cool. Uh, we have disputes over all kinds of stuff. That's fine. But when I reserve something like this and I don't have too many other options, I'm stranded there. Mm-hmm. The only options are pay money to somebody. Or Think walk. about that. That was my only option. Walk or pay money to somebody. Yep. I mean, I could have gone to get to a friend, but what if I had been in a city where there is nobody? Mm-hmm. It's pay money or walk. What yep. if it's too far? They left me with pay money. Now, I was in a situation where, again, I could have called Chris or somebody, I guess, uh, but it's back just... Up difficult for me to do yeah you're right and i still interesting it's like you don't like that stuff you know how many people i know in seattle no that's a bad example because uh you're not in seattle i'm not in seattle i say Lori d she's Seattle. she's seattle right yeah yeah so Vika. i guess Vika's in orlando uh, let me give you another uh off the top of my head i don't know anybody in north dakota so okay. let's say i'm traveling to north dakota okay i'm at the bismarck airport okay and I'm in the same situation. There's nobody I can call. No. Let's say my destination was 30 miles away. Mm. I'm not walking there. No. It's either call an Uber, a Lyft, or pay them their... It's, I was being extorted. Yes. Yes. That's what bait and switch is. It was extortion. It's pay us more money or you're screwed. It's, it's like uh, getting a cab driver, right? You hear about these stories all the time of people in foreign countries where the cab driver drives them and goes, no, it's $400 US. Yeah. Well, no, it's supposed to be two bucks. No, it's 400 What else are you going to do? I'm going to call the police yeah. in a foreign country or whatever. Yeah. They're extorting money. It was, you can give us the money or you can get bent. Sorry, yeah. have a good day. Crazy. Not dealing with it anymore. Sorry. This, I mean, was not a, this was not a dispute. 
This is undisputed. This was not a bad product. It was extortion. Pay us more money than we told you you would. You made the decision ahead of time so you wouldn't have to walk. So true. I did my due diligence. They promised me something and then tried to extort more money. Sorry. Yep. It's not right. No. And it shouldn't be. The hell with them. Not deal with it. People need to know. You got it all out. They got me all worked up when I started reading the tweets again. <laughs> they got me all worked up. I thought we were moving on. I thought I was too. <laughs> thought I was moving on. Got me all worked up. <laughs> Do you have any non-hurts tweets? No, this is all hurts. This all hurts. DM and DM. I bet if Doc reached out to the Jack Hole Nation to get a ride in town anywhere in America, that's true. That is probably true. Just about anywhere else. Uh, just about anywhere in town in America. Yeah, it would be probably any town. However, um, there'd be strings attached. There'd be some string. It wouldn't be 12 bucks a day, but there'd be strings attached. Audience is a little shady that way. Yes. Yes, they are. There'd be something going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it came down to like, uh, you know, telling tales about Chris, they're like, okay, tell us some behind the scenes things on Chris. Then well, I'd share that stuff. What too. else is there to tell? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty transparent when it comes to my stuff. Okay. Okay. What? Anyway, uh, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today, and we can go ahead and move on. We do have some good customer service stories coming up. We have a Building America today? We should, yes. We have a Building America. We're yes. scheduled to do whatever. Yes. What is the Sugar Rush clip? What okay, is the- so um, I found a new TV show called Sugar Rush, and it's on Netflix, and it's a baking show where they bring in different bakers from around the country, and they challenge them. Now the first episode is really interesting, and I want to take I want to have your take on this. Okay, real Be- quick though. So let me make say this is it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, and it is a cooking competition, baking competition, which is interesting yes. that they've done that on Netflix yes. now. Netflix no, now Netflix literally in the last three weeks have rolled out six new baking shows. Interesting, original. Uh, are they quality? Are they well done? Good quality. Oh, see the Food Network has got to be in their yes, pants today. They should, Doc Thompson, they should be because they have this one which is more serious and right. like, hey, we're Professional. bringing professionals. They have another one where they're making fun of people. Okay, so it's kind of a fun thing. So they have both angles. We're like, hey, here, you can learn from this one and here you can learn what not to do okay. and just have some laughs. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So anyways, you're watching and something that is non, uh, that wasn't the focus of the show no. caught your attention? No, and grabbed my attention and I want to get your take on it, Doc. Okay, here we go. Here's the clip. Vivian and Samantha, what is the surprise in your cake today? Do you see what Sam's working on? Hang on hold yeah, on. Can we start, like that over? start that from the beginning. I was uh, I was not doing my duty. Please go ahead and hit that again. Start Vivian and Samantha, what is the surprise in your cake today? Do you see what Sam's working on? Yeah, it looks like she's making a messed up basketball. Oh. No. Or a planet or a moon, perhaps? Oh, it does. It looks exactly like our moon. It's a it celestial didn't. body. It's a celestial body. Are you guys into that? It's like- we are. We're kind of big science nerds, as are our uh, significant others. I wasn't hitting on you. There's no need to tell me that you have a husband. <laughs> My first attempt at baking okay, something. Okay, oh, hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, was that what you were going for? That everything was bell worthy? Like no. Every line? I was going for the, the comment that he made real quick. I was not trying to flirt with you. What are you talking about? That's not what I meant. Oh, because she did the, oh, I get it. You know, sometimes, ladies, and I understand you don't want to be hit on, at, you know, okay, you know that guy's interested. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, the boyfriend. And you kind of slide that in in the middle of conversations, yeah. which usually you're pretty bad at it. 
pretty obvious. Uh, he thought that they might be doing that because he was flirting. They thought he was doing. Yeah, he yeah, thought, he thought yes. that they thought he was yes, flirting. Yes, whether he was or not. Yes. So he thought when she's like, "And we'll be there with our significant others. Yeah, we have boyfriends, husbands, whatever." And that he he did not come across like, "Hey, so that's a celestial body." Ha ha ha. He didn't say that. Okay, but they thought maybe he. That's yeah. what they got out yes. of it. Yes, they wanted to set the record straight. Hey, hey I'm taken. I'm taken. And then he felt the need to go, oh, oh I wasn't I'm, hitting on you. It was so weird. So your point is it's the Me Too thing? Yes. I actually think this was like a Me Too moment where he's trying to be like, whoa, I'm not trying to flirt with you. That's not what I'm doing here. Interesting. I'm trying to think if I would have uh, picked. I don't think I would have picked up on that. So am I too sensitive? No, 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 no. Because Clear, he clearly he, no, he said clearly, it. He's, he got triggered by something. Where he needed to defend himself, like, whoa, I am not flirting with you. That's uh, that's not what I'm doing. I guess it could be maybe he has a significant other, so she didn't. He didn't want her to get the or him to mm. get the wrong idea. No, and no, by the way, I'm still gay. And by the said. way, <laughs> she got the crazy eyes. Oh, the one girl. Oh, on the one that responded with that very crazy eyes. The whole episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's gonna kill that girl. You're right, Chris. I'll bet. Yeah, it is more likely that he was saying that in today's world, I wasn't flirting with you. Yeah. Because he could have easily said to a significant other or don't put that in there or something. And then that's another thing, too. They could have taken that out of the episode. They specifically left they it left in. They left that in So there. the world knows he was not hitting he on her. He was not him. hitting on her. Yes. Wow. Because you could even say, you could even hear on the audio and you could watch it on the episode where they leave that awkward silent they play that music and mm -hmm. like and he goes whoa i am not flirting on you let's put that in there just in case she comes back wow you may have a point there that's interesting the morning blaze inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012 this is the morning blaze with doc thompson on the blaze radio network Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson. <laughs> yeah, it's not just the Seinfeld. Uh, somebody reminded me of planes, trains, and automobiles. Steve in English. Oh yeah. He tweeted a, the GIF of Steve Martin at the counter with Edie McClure renting oh, the car. Oh yes, yes, yes. You can yes. start by wiping that rosy effing smile off of your rosy <laughs> effing face. <laughs> I want a car and I want it. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. <laughs> Edie McClure, the actress in that. Okay. She was also in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. One of my all-time favorites. She's one of those B actresses and is tremendous. Now, Ed, with your bad knee, you shouldn't be throwing anybody. Awesome. Uh, just leave me alone, said Doc. If you're ever stuck in South Jersey, you can ride shotgun in my Hyundai, my Hyundai Elantra. Everybody rides with sleeve. You know, that is quite an upgrade for my mom's broken down Honda Fit. <laughs> that is. That is. That is quite an upgrade. That's pooping in the high weeds there. That's what that is. And Christy's saying, and you don't think that was part of the script? reality show right no no but, but you know what you might be right about that but i watched the video of it just now during the break 
it is far more awkward than the yeah. audio lets on and seems far more legit. Yeah, and it's sorry. It's we, harder to edit all that stuff. We can't edit the video because Netflix has this software where it doesn't let you screen grab record. Interesting. It does, and it only lets you audio record. It doesn't let you screen grab. Even if we take pictures out, right. it will just black them out, which is something that Netflix and Hulu does. Interesting. So we couldn't. I I even send it upstairs. Sounds like well, we can't do anything about that. Wow! I even looked on YouTube. But look it up. It's Sugar yeah. Rush. He can at least tell you what episode. Yeah, it's episode one. Twitter. It's the first episode. Oh, it's first one. Yeah, but, first episode. Um, but it looks far more legit. You can see less of the edits and stuff. Yeah. And you could see he is clearly. Oh, triggered. he is. He's not even de- just defending himself. No. He's like, hold on there, sweetheart. Yeah. And by the way, he's a very handsome man, so I could see why he's like, hey, I am not flirting with you. And like I said to you on the break, the chick, the tall chick, she never says. If she has like a husband, she says significant other. I'd be willing to bet in today's world it does have something to do with that. Hey, speaking of good customer service and the reason we're so passionate about it, Patriot Mobile is one of those companies. We've told you about that forever and one of the reasons we love them. They are dedicated to good customer service. They understand that without your current customers, it all goes away. It does. And you've already done business with them. Why would you disrespect somebody that you're already doing business with, right? That's... Mm -hmm. Patriot Mobile gets it. Sign up today for a Patriot Mobile account. They believe in the things you believe in. They support the similar things. They offer a great product, an amazing service, and they have great customer service as well. Their coverage, nothing to worry about. It's fantastic. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash doc, PatriotMobile.com slash doc, or 800-8-PATRIOT, and please sign up today. Patriot Mobile is offering a great deal this month. They'll give you $1,500 to get out of whatever BS you have to deal yeah. with from other bad customer service places. Yep. Oh, no, there was an extra charge for canceling, blah, blah, up to $1,500 per account. So you got to pay off an old phone that you've been leasing or something like that, up to $1,500 to get you over. And they also have a deal on the E4s now. Motorola E4 and E4 Plus. Four bucks a month. Come on. How much is an E4 Plus? Four bucks, same Same as as Patriot Mobile. Patriot, same. Actually, it's not four bucks downtown, so it doesn't really Uh. work. No. Anyway, <laughs> sign up today, patriotmobile.com slash docker, 800-A-PATRIOT. And please support the customers that uh, that we have on the air here as well, our clients, because without them, we wouldn't be here. Oh, you want more tweets? Yeah, you got any good tweets? That no, are I not- do not, actually. I'm still waiting for new tweets from the last one. We're still stuck oh, in Oh, this is funny. Wow. Before Neil before Zach, mm-hmm. Netflix had a hashtag me rue moment. What is that? What's a roux? Roux is a cooking term. Oh. So it's a, oh, instead of it me applies. too, it rhymes? Yeah. Roux is a thickening agent made from, I believe, clarified butter and flour. Ooh. Look at me with the definition. Yeah, that's I hope pretty I got that good. right. I hope so you, need did. to fix if you didn't, oh, you sound so everything's confident right a, I should, that's right. <laughs> Be vague and say it with confidence. <laughs> Chris, it's a thickening agent made from clarified butter and flour. Yeah. I don't think it has to be clarified. Maybe it does. What does clarified butter is? You clarify the butter. How? It's not cloudy. It's clarified. You make it clearer. Yeah, but butter's yellow. I yes, but cla- you clarify it. How? Make it more yellow? How? Make it transparent? Yeah. How? You take the, the extra fat out of it. Did you like uninject it? Like, how do you do that? It's, uh, it's based on science, Chris. No, I know cooking is science. You add but- vinegar and then reduce it. But then it will taste like vinegar. <laughs> what are you talking about? Chris is trying to think. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
In case you haven't heard, we are the number seven ranked show among Filipino tilt-a-roll operators. So, there you have it. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Interesting. Uh, Mike Martinson just tweeted some uh, information about Edie McClure. I've never really looked into other things about her career. I find it interesting. Again, she's the woman behind the counter in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The actress. May I see yes. your rental agreement? Or uh, she was in um, Ferris Bueller's Ferris Day Bueller. Off as the <laughs> principal secretary. Ed, he's very popular with everybody. Who's bothering you now, Jeannie? He said Edie McClure's professional background is improv. Oh, She nice. had to give Jeffrey Jones, who is cla- a classically trained actor, a crash course in improv to film their scenes in Ferris Bueller. Wow. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Interesting. <clears throat> and he's pretty good, too. He's a pretty good actor. The pr- He plays the principal. Um, yeah, she is, <laughs> she is so damn funny. Are you familiar with their scenes? Uh, no, no. Either not, one of those? Well, I've seen the scenes, but I'm not as like you are. Where she, you is, just... she is somebody that is just that funny. When I see <laughs> her, I start laughing, whatever the looks on her face. But she was, yeah, I'll make the ambrosia with the little marshmallows. Gobble, gobble. I got Captain <laughs> Clock here tweeting out what I learned today. If Doc needs a ride and I'm around, I'll even blow the horn. Oh, I like it. I mean, let him blow the You'll horn. You'll let me do it even yeah. better. Yeah. That's, that's I've powerful. Been, I've never been in a truck. Never been in a truck? Nope. Oh, dude, right in a truck. Is it, is it oh, cool? Yeah, you see in all the other cars. Oh, that is... like I, that, You know, back in the day, the women used to flash the truckers, too. I thought that was, like, normal. I don't know if they do that so much. I'm sure it still happens a little bit. Truckers will tell you. That's, oh, uh, It's one of the few benefits of being a trucker, because uh, truckers have a rough life. I'll tell you this They're right away now. from home. It's, yeah. it's hard on your body. If it wasn't for being away from home, I'll be a trucker. Yeah. I will 100 be a trucker. Yeah, but yeah, I got the let eagle. us know. I'd love confessions of a <gasps> semi driver. Oh, confession of a trucker. What are you getting? So, what are you just confessions well, of a trucker? That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, dude. More to come, especially back in the day, hooking up at those Ooh, uh, at the, uh, truck stops. Truck stops because now they've got gone a little mainstream. Back in the day, they're a little more shady. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be. All right, uh, before we move on and get your tweets in, by the way, please follow us at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Got to tell you about Ridge Zone, another great product and a company with really uh, solid customer service. The Ridge Zone folks, they, we've met them several times. They've been in here. Um, they've come in from time to time to tell us about their new um, campaigns and things that they're, they're mentioning, like they still have the Ridge Zone for pets coming out and whatever. But they are so serious about, about solid customer service. This is one of the things they've stressed to us as well. Just look them up at RidUZone.com, R-I-D-U-Zone.com. RidUZone.com is a weight loss product, a product that helps you lose weight by making you feel fuller and boosting your metabolism so you burn more. It's pretty simple, right? I mean, what do you need? You want to stop feeling obsessed by food or obsessed with food when you're, when you're dieting. You're like, oh, I just got to eat. You want to get rid of that. Well, you'll get rid of it by feeling fuller. Number two, you want to burn more. So you're doing more work. You're, it, it's working faster to shed those pounds. And that's what it does for you. RidUZone.com. It's brand new tech. It's only been around for a couple of years. The actual product, because they did the research over the past whatever years in um, at the University of Southern California, that uh, they finally brought it to market about a year or so ago. And... It's working great. People around here use it. Lots of us have tried it. Uh, we get testimonials regular saying this stuff is new that, or is different. It actually works, and it helps people get over that edge of trying to shed those pounds. RidUZone.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Zone.com. 
the entrepreneurial spirit is to dream and to do. We are Building America. Ken Scott joining us now from Provectus Group. Hey, Ken, how are you? Doing good. How are you guys? Doing well. What is Provectus Group? So Provectus Group, we're a uh, multidisciplined defense firm, and we specialize in teaching like law enforcement, military, regular folks, you know, how to use firearms, advanced tactics, just different things that we can do to uh, stay alive, protect ourselves, protect other people. That's a great concept. And when did it start and how did you come up with the idea that you wanted to do something like this? Uh, We've been in business two years. Uh, April of 2016 is when I founded the company. Um, Honestly, it came from my years in law enforcement. And what I realized was, for the most part in law enforcement, you know, we are like a uh, glorified note taker. You know, there's not many times that we're able to intervene uh, during violent encounters like we'd like to because it's just not enough of us. And what, what I noticed was that the, the people that are holding the bag are the victims, you know, that are having to, you know, go through whatever that violent encounter was. And most of the time they're not trained, you know, so that's where it came from. That's a really good point. As a law enforcement officer, I imagine you become a cop because you say, hey, I want to help people. I want to serve. Uh, I want to protect people. Sure. And quite often you're doing these duties that really have nothing to do with why you became a cop. And then, yeah, you see the victims. Most of the time, victims are are always um, suffering. They, they're never made whole yes. one way or another. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And, and it's not that and just that topic in and of itself is, is not something that you hear a lot of. I mean, it is definitely, I would say, every law enforcement officer's idea. When we sign that dotted line and we become a police officer, it's to help people. And not just to help somebody when you need a couple bucks, but when you really need somebody. Your life is on the line. Your safety is in jeopardy. But unfortunately, because there's just so many people and not enough police officers, and that's pretty much in any jurisdiction across this country, you know, it's a very low percentage of the time that we can actually be there to stop it from happening. So then you said, okay, let me start this company, Provectus Group. And where are you based out of, by the way? We're based out of Atlanta, Georgia. So you said, let me. We do, we travel everywhere. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. So you said, let me start this company. How do you go about starting something like this? Um, well, it, it's, you can start it just like any other company, you know, getting all your licensing and, and, you know, coming up with how you want to and, you know, incorporate the company or organize the company. But um, then you have to, you know, offer some type of a product, you know, so obviously we're traveling and teaching classes. Um, so to be different, you know, you, you try to look at it through a, a very critical lens. You look at what's being taught now is it effective? You know, the things that are effective, yes, let's continue to do that, but let's really look critically at what isn't effective and how can we change that to make it better. And um, it's, it's, it's been very, very good for us. It's been very, very good. And, and more importantly, it's been very, very good for our clients. So what, have you, what, uh, what do you do different um, when you t- teach people self-defense? How, do you, how does it differ? Well, what we found, Doc, was that when we're doing this kind of stuff, if you're somebody who is uh, into guns, you carry a gun every single day, you're exercising your Second Amendment, we found that for the most part, we're going to be teaching ourselves. So we're, at, we're, we're huge advocates of 
teaching people how to do what we call dry fire. So that's learning how to manipulate the gun, working the gun, drawing the gun from the holster, and doing things like that without any bullets. In fact, we found that when you implement dry fire into your training, your proficiency level increases very quickly, um, but it doesn't require any bullets. But once we figured that out, we, you know, looked at it and said, well, dang, you know, people are going to be teaching themselves most of the time. So one of the concepts that we teach in our courses is we're going to teach you how you learn, because if you're going to be teaching yourself most of the time, I need you to be able to look at, you know, a video that you saw or wherever it is that you got some information that can increase your skill level and teach you how to apply that to your own training, what speed you need to go at, how many repetitions do you need, all those types of things. So that's one of the main ways that we're different from pretty much everybody else. Now, do you also teach other self-defense, uh, other things than firearms? Yes, we do. Um, we teach active shooter training. Interesting. Um, so um, everybody is very, very familiar with uh, the active shooter stuff. We do a lot of concealed carry courses. We do force-on-force force courses, and that's where you're using these um, fake pistols, you know, airsoft or simunition guns, and we put you in these scenarios like, if you're at the ATM, getting some money out of the, out of the ATM. If you're in the gas station, getting your favorite drink, and, and now there's a robbery that's happening, what should you do? Not just the actual physical part of drawing your gun and shooting, but all those mental things. We call it uh, situational awareness or tactical mindset, and that's just being aware of your surroundings and what decisions do you need to be making you know, throughout the entire process. I was speaking with somebody around the office here yesterday about people in certain careers and, and businesses that mm -hmm. um, sometimes end up working a job that they're not passionate about or don't believe they're, they're doing good. You don't feel good at the end of the day. And I've told the story on the air. I had a friend who uh, his whole life had dreamed of becoming a doctor. So he finally becomes a doctor. You know, since the age of 10, he wanted to be a doctor. He becomes a doctor and he works in an emergency room and his life is horrible because every day everybody's pissed off everybody at the yeah. emergency room everybody's miserable because you're coming in for yeah. you know something i imagine your business is one where you feel pretty good at the end of the day you are absolutely correct it's um you know i, I remember in law enforcement it's very similar to the to the example you gave about the doctor you know it's think about it everybody maybe 80 to 90% of the people that we come in contact with as, as a law enforcement officer is go, having a very bad day. But then on, <laughs> right. top of that, on top of that, though, most of them are lying to us, you know, with that fear of not wanting to go to jail. So, you know, I became a police officer to actually help folks. I know that's like that, you know, universal reason for getting into public safety, but truly that was my reason. But I'm going to tell you something, since I've been out of law enforcement and, and, doing this, I really feel that I've been able to help tens of thousands of more people because there's something very, very special about taking somebody who, uh, who was terrified of firearms, who had never held a gun before in their life, and, and frankly, some people who had never seen one, and then just after a few hours, they take maybe a private lesson or they take a basic uh, pistol class from us. And you see their confidence level start shooting through the roof. You see the anxiety start to decrease. And really, it's it's empowerment. You know, when you take responsibility for your own safety and, like, your family's safety, that's empowerment. And, and what greater gift could you 
really give to somebody, you know, than teaching them how to protect other folks. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that's a great word to use. I think we uh, most of the time in the left uh, loves to overuse the word empowerment. But you're right. It is because in that situation, you're giving people confidence above and beyond just confidence with a firearm. You've got people. I mean, I'm six foot four. I'm a male. I've not had a whole lot of trouble with people intimidating me over the years. But I imagine (laughs) if you're a a woman or if you're small or something, or maybe you've had something bad happen in your life, it's a constant thought in the back of your head about safety more than I have. Yes. Yes. And, and you know what? You're, you're absolutely correct. But And that's one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, why people buy firearms, because they are an equalizer. You can be 99 years old on your deathbed. As long as you can apply five plus pounds of pressure to a trigger, you can use a firearm. So it equals that playing field for that older person um, who's going up against two or three people that have, have come into their home. But then on the flip side of that, me and you are the same height, right? So mm-hmm. I agree with you. Me and you are probably not going to have to deal with situations like other people of smaller stature might have to. But one thing that I've noticed is that, you know, my wife is, is short. She's a five, four ish. Yeah. And, and, and by training her and teaching her, it gives me peace of mind. And that's what I love to talk to boyfriends and husbands about where it's like, Hey, listen, teach your wife because we can't be there all the time. And if anything, it's no longer a a liability. And now they're a teammate, you know? So if something happens is both of us against the bad guy or bad people. That's right. I not only want her to get my back. If something goes down, I I don't want her to shoot me in the back by accident. as It starts going down. Right. (laughs) absolutely yeah definitely don't want that but i you know and and at first when i was teaching her i was just teaching her just like most husbands hey you got to be able to protect to be able to protect yourself but shortly thereafter i realized man this is no longer like a stressful thought of mine anymore now she's a teammate that's a that's a great way to look at it it yeah, especially now that we have a son, which changes everything. Yep, so, that does. So, so you guys travel as well. You and your instructors, you'll travel. I imagine you do corporate stuff or group stuff if a, yes. if a group of people wanted to have you in. Yes, yes, we do. We've done um, uh, different events with several companies. They love doing company outings. They bring out their employees. It's a way to build, uh, do team building and, and boost the morale. It's something different. And they're also learning something that's pretty cool. Um but we do corporate events. Um, we also do um, a lot of threat assessments for corporate companies. We'll oh, come nice. in and, and figure out what their vulnerabilities are and things of that nature. And that kind of plays into the active shooter type stuff. Um, we'll do active shooter training for corporate companies that have their own security teams. Um, also firearm training for them. It's it's kind of customizable. You know, we, we can't, that was one thing that we really wanted to focus on. Well, it was a couple things. Number one, making sure it's the absolute best training that we can provide. The second thing was making sure that it was affordable because I don't know if you guys have kind of looked out at some of the prices, you know, with uh, this type of training, but it can be very expensive. Oh, it can yeah. Be yeah. For a one or two day class, by the time you factor in the cost of the course, Getting there, your ammunition, food, lodging—it could be three to four thousand dollars. And I've hey, been. Hey, Ken. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Are you still doing the tour? Because I know I saw that you were on tour. Yes, I still am, and we're adding. Okay. 
we're adding a couple more places. Uh, hopefully, Dallas, Texas, uh, will be on there here very soon nice. as well as nice. Phoenix. But yes, but yes, we are on tour. We've been everywhere from Wisconsin to Florida to Alabama to you name it, everywhere. So um, that's what we're doing. To this year was our first year on tour. It's gone very, very well. And I really, to be honest with you, it's not enough time to get everywhere. I get a ton of requests from all parts of this country, all parts of the world, for that matter. You know, it'd be cool is to is to um, is to do a tour with you, something like that, or a couple of stops where we made it really big, and maybe you have to bring yeah. in some other people, whatever. We could do that. That would be really. Maybe we'll work with something on that yeah. in the future, Ken. That'd be awesome. Yes, that would be absolutely amazing. And I love. I was just in Dallas for the NRA annual meet, and uh, that was my first time in dallas and i have to say i really like it, it reminds me a lot of atlanta so i'd love to come back <laughs> sounds good uh, it's pro provectus group.org right that is correct that is the website um and they can also find us on social media facebook and instagram and it's at provectus group what we'll do is um i'll tweet out a link we'll put it on the different social media and hopefully people will visit nice. it's provectus group.org that's provectus p-r-o-v-e-c-t-u-s group.org uh ken thanks for sharing your story and we hope people visit you and uh we'll work on yeah. something together okay that works you guys have a wonderful day thanks buddy have a good day talk to you soon um, that's awesome stuff. I hadn't thought about it that way. I bet most husbands yeah. and fathers or whatever you think about, I mean, women are generally, again, not as physically strong or as big as men. Yep. They generally have more of a concern. And husbands and fathers, you're more concerned about, let me get them some safety, um, um, self-defense training, firearms, hand, you know, whatever, to make sure they're going to be safe when I'm not there. But what about them as the true partner? Yeah. What about them not just, okay, I can take care of myself if something goes down. How about them actually protecting other people, protecting you, protecting the kids? It's not just a stopgap. Maybe they can actually be a bigger force for good. I hadn't thought about it. That's a great way to put it. Provectusgroup.org. Love to hear about stuff like that. What if we put a big push in, especially in in these David Hogg type days of getting as many people trained because – People that are afraid of or paranoid about firearms, most of them have never fired a firearm. And they don't know. They don't know. It all changes. It does. Instantly. You're like, you're you're not as afraid, yet you have more respect. Yes. It's bizarre how that happens. And some people might not still like it, but still have the respect. And they're not going to be paranoid anymore. Thank you. It's not just going to go off. Yep. In my pocket, it's just Just there. calm down. No, somebody's going to have to actually pull the trigger. Uh, okay, uh, you got to sign up today. It's coming up Thursday. Uh, the Beck, uh, Glenn Beck uh, free crypto show, beckcryptoshow.com free can just, seminar. Can you say Beckinar? Can you just say Beckinar? I don't I have trouble with it. The Beckinar is coming up Thursday. Thank you. It'll be with uh, Tika Tuari from the Palm Beach Letter to teach you all about cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. It's coming up Thursday the 19th. Sign up today, beckcryptoshow.com. It's free. You're going to have access to that $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. So cool. Uh, Tika's picks for some upcoming currencies that are going to do real well, he believes. Uh, and you're going to learn a whole lot about this stuff, something you've wanted to know about for a while. Beckcryptoshow.com. Sign up today. It's absolutely free, hosted by Glenn Beck and Tika Tuari this Thursday, day after tomorrow. BeckCryptoShow.com. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network.
Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning plays. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned there is definitive proof of U.S. presidential collusion with Russia and Putin. Yes. From 2012. Oh, wait a minute. What? No, it just Obama. happened. No, no, the only proof is 2012 with Obama. And the Are hot you mic sure? moment. Yeah. Okay. We learned that my car rental needs in the future will be a different enterprise. <laughs> Ooh, I I'll like be that. thrifty with my dollars. Nice. Something about Alamo? Avis. Okay. That's all I got. I didn't Damn, know. Come, come on. on. Damn. I, so close. So, so close. close. But I'll give right. it to you. I'll give it to you. We learned from a girl who knows a guy that told her that Ferris was at 31 Flavors last night and saw HuffPo executives raping a Shetland pony in an elevator. But of course, there's absolutely no proof and no one actually believes that. Wow. That's pretty ballsy right there. Well, it's out there, you know, huh. it's unlikely. But man, if they did, that would be uh, that'd be a big story. So, you know, yep. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Uh, Doc Thompson, how much is an upgrade at Hertz? 12 bucks <laughs> and a headache, same as downtown. <laughs> yes, um, that's true. If Hertz does not believe that Doc Thompson does hold grudges, they should ask AT&T. Ask Steve Cannon. Oh, ask Steve. Thank you. <laughs> and lastly, I just want to ride a trucker. Like, I just want to go down and just ride a trucker. Like, I just want to be... You want to go down and ride a trucker? Yes, I've never done that before. I, I'm like fascinated why I've never done that. You mean you want to ride a truck? Yeah, but I have to have a trucker to drive me around. So don't you say you drive said a trucker? I want to dr- ride a truck? That's not what you said. I wonder what is that? <laughs> what? What you happened? What of anything did the listeners learn today? <laughs> Harry Chicken tweeting out what I learned today. You guys rock. I'm still trying to figure out this tweet stuff. EJ also <laughs> saying hashtag hurts hurts customers. DMXDM says, I believe if Doc reached out to the Jackal Nation, he will get a ride any town, anywhere in America. <laughs> I would get a ride, possibly. Yeah. I there's, could maybe even ride a trucker. There's ketchup on Doc's tiny sack saying... <laughs> Huh, Doc Thompson, there's a big difference between a bad meal and a sandwich. And Hertz, what's the sandwich? Okay, I didn't get those new numbers on procrastination. I'll yeah, get to it tomorrow. What else do we have? It was Chef Patrick. <laughs> what does Glenn have coming up? Uh, he's talking t- uh, to Ian Bremer. What is Glenn wearing today? A Hertz uniform. Okay. <laughs> sure it's not an Enterprise one? No. Remember, Hertz. the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six set for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Anya, now you go home. You really lost Why, you think you know a guy, and then he bust that out. Good morning, Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.